here we are and he's over there recording in twitch so mm -hmm. he promised people a thing he gave the people something else it could all bait and switch i thought the whole idea is that we're here to record the podcast not over in twitch to record the podcast makes no sense that's, that's what i thought that's that's what i told the robots that's why they're here recording us so at some point when respawn remembers that he's on a podcast and and meant to be with us he'll join us but until then you're just stuck with me and parody what was you Abashi, and welcome to two titans and Hunter, a destiny 2 podcast are dedicating bringing you all the latest information news and opinions this is the best show for new and veteran pirates alike where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy hornswoggling your booty even more. So with all that said, let me introduce you to me ragtag crew. These scurvy sea dog parody, these son of a biscuit eater, no one respawns in real life. And me, your captain, for this treacherous voyage, Night Demon, Arr! And it was not Arf could join us. It could just be like three straight hours of lore, and that's all you hear. Don't kid the people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath, though. No. <laughs> he obviously hasn't listened to last week's show because he hasn't messaged me and gone, let's record some lore. Well, there's there's two of us that haven't listened to last week's show yet, so <laughs> I also haven't listened. So any anything I, me I meant to be understanding, I do not. <laughs> Fair enough. It did make me laugh because I was looking back at the the downloads for the past couple of episodes and the one about telesto is the worst downloaded one we've had for quite some time and i think people just absolutely detest telesto like i got that message from one of the discords that i posted the link in they're like you know, you, you, i hate you <laughs> it's like i don't i honestly don't get it what what is the matter with telesto i think i think that was one where i think i think we're sort of at a you know, it's the, it's the typical end of the season sort of, you know, call it lull, call it burnout, call it people just going, we're done, we're tired, we're, you know, we're ready for the new thing to begin. Yeah. And on top of it, the Telesto event, which, you know, should have been fun and lighthearted and enjoyable, I think, just sort of went over like a lead balloon. People were just like, oh, yeah, Telesto's acting up. Wow, fun. That's that's wonderful. And I think it's just a combination of sort of all those things of it just did not hit, didn't hit well. And people going, yeah, we, we don't want to talk about Telesto. We don't want to see Telesto. We don't want to think about Telesto. There is no Telesto. But there Even is, it is the a best respawn. Show. He's finally remembered. He's, He's meant there. to be on a show instead I of was on the show. Stream. We were talking about the show the whole time we were doing that. No, but you meant to be in here. Yeah, well, there's so, been days you guys have been late. I, I've only been late nine minutes. So you know what? I don't care. Did you get your cat list? I did. Good job. Thank you. I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I never bothered to go back and get it. I tried the one time with some people that didn't know what they were doing, and after well, that well, failed, I didn't ask miserably. me because I'm professional at doing that. Which which right. catalyst? Which catalyst were you hunting for for a grenade launcher? Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't feel like it when I used it, but people people were raving about it. I was like, you know what? I'll give it another shot. If there's that many people saying it's a good it's a good weapon and maybe maybe i just missed the bus you know maybe i was expecting too much maybe maybe dances of wither horde fairies plumbed in my head or something 
You know, I just I don't know where that I was going with that. I've only been awake for basically when I sent that message. So yeah, that's yeah. the same for me and probably parody as well. Mm-hmm. And you sound very I'm... echoey today. Am I? I can probably fix that. So now that we're all here, I'm going to get into Respawn's favorite part of the show because I haven't put a video out yet because there's only half the information that I want to put in a video. And I'm thinking, I said to Perry, do I put half a video out? And he's going, yeah, just put half a video out. And I'm thinking, no, I'm professional. I'd like to give people the full information. So I'm going to wait until Tuesday and make sure that I get on to look at the artifact to see what mods we're going to have. I'm going to look at our challenges and I'm also going to look at what's in our Eververse. But what I can tell you this week is that our nightfall coming up on Tuesday for the first day of our new season, you can destroy Cargan in the Insight Terminus Nightfall. How excited are you about that? A middle amount of excited. Good. Good. I'm, I like middle because we, we can always ramp that up because mm-hmm. Rift will be back in the Crucible parody. I do like Rift. Rift do you like Rift? Times. Does everyone like Rift? <clears throat> I uh, like Rift, I like but Rift. I don't like I Rift like on the map. I like watching Fallout play Rift. That was fun. <laughs> that man that man suffers for all of us but you know the way he suffers though i like his comment comment commentation commentary commentary i really like his commentary because even though he's falling into madness he still makes jokes about it and you know what you gotta respect the man you gotta respect it oh absolutely yeah. it's it's still just great fun to watch you also have to respect the game mode because Rift is a 6v6 game mode that focuses heavily on objective-based gameplay and not just killing the enemy team. Instead of accruing points based on defeating enemies, players can score points by picking up the spark and dunking into their opponent's Rift, which is near the enemy spawn. A team can either win by scoring 5 points before the opposing team can, or by scoring 3 points without the enemy team getting a look in, or having more points when the time runs out basically. So. Yeah, I really like Rift. I don't like Rift on the on the new giant big throne world map they gave us. Which no, I don't like think anybody that. likes anything on that map, but No, no, the the, the longer the, the maps, the, the better they are. Not that map. Mm. All all the big maps. All the big maps, sure, but not that one. <laughs> I can also tell you that Shattered Throne will be our pinnacle dungeon of the week. So again, Bungie is saying, go on Night Demon, go forth and try and conquer it solo. But I'm like, no, Bungie, this is the first week of the new season. You're giving me new stuff to do. Again, it's on a week where there's going to be loads of other stuff to do. I, yeah, I can't like prioritize Shattered Throne solo dungeons. I think you can. I think you should. I think it's I think, I think it's, I should. It's, I think it's your but, calling. I think I think this is the perfect way to start the new season. Get the new season started right. The the past seasons have have tried to beat you and told you that no, you cannot complete this solo <laughs> I flawlessly. Can't. I know I can't. I think I'm, I think this is the perfect opportunity to say, "Listen here, new season, I am going to do this. I am going to prevail. <laughs> the day is mine." Possibly. I, I, I mean, I think that's how you have to set the, the tone for for the new season of Redacted because it's going to redact you otherwise, and you just will never find the same amount of joy and victory as you would completing your solo flawless run day one. I I could do. I could just find lots of other joy somewhere else. <laughs> I I tried that. That was my pep talk. I, you know, I figured I had to give it a shot. <laughs> Maybe next time it comes up. But as long as they don't put it on the same week that Iron Banner is, I'll, mm. I'll probably be like a little bit more like, go on then, I'll give it a go. <laughs> 
Yeah, put it, put it on a week where nothing else is really going on, but gee, there's there's yeah, no event. I need it on no a week where I just need banner. to. I can I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And then once I get that one out of the way, then I can stress about the one on the moon and just do it. Do them in rotation of like which <laughs> one I want to kind of do next, because you've always got to set your your goal kind of to do something else in the game, and that would be my goal. Average player tries to solo the um, solo flawless the dungeons. Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. Love it. Also, we have a pinnacle raid for next week, being the last wish on the Dreaming City, where mm. you, you parody, and I, Me. that do not have the 1000 Voices exotic fusion rifle, you, us, who, we could go and farm that if we had the gumption to go and do that. Mm, gumption. You know, that's such a fun word. Nobody ever uses. I know I said you echoed, but now you're like on the other side of the room. Now you've fallen oh down God. the well. I'm just, because I'm, I, 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 the, the microphone, dude, the microphone. It's not, the microphone's not yeah. on the other side of the room. The microphone. It is because I can't hold it continuously. I have to put it down at some point. The microphone right now, moved. it is in my hand and I'm yeah. holding it close to my face, bro. Well, that's good. Be professional. But as soon as I go to do anything else, like change a window, play a game, no, do anything no. else, no. I have to do something with no, the mic, you, bro. No, you hold no. the mic. Don't do anything else. Why, why are you doing other things? The people demand your full and undivided attention. There is no time for other things. They also it's, like it's the fact that when you're picking up the mic and putting down the mic, that we get all the scratchy noises as well that I've now got to edit out. Oh my god. Is this, is this scratchy right now? Are you getting scratchy? No, I'm hearing echo now, but. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna this... hurt you. I swear to God. I think the people are gonna hurt you when they hear this recording. Uh... T Rex is threatening to hurt you right now, and I'm not even twitched to see it. I just know it's happening. You no, know, I just reached out of the Twitch and he hadn't said anything. I don't know who's watching right now. Right now, wow. it says zero viewers. So the the eight that we had previously, I don't know if they're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're safe for now. Okay. I mean, I guess until they go to listen to it, they're like, bro, the fluff. And I'm like, I know, leave me alone. But I am a sad panda that I cannot tell people what's available in the Eververse store or the challenges for next week until the update that comes on Tuesday. Like, I'm sitting here with bated breath, waiting to tell the people <laughs> the information. Something, something is coming. We something is coming. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, we it's know. It's definitely coming. It will be here on Tuesday. And um, we don't even know what the new season is called or anything about it or anything it could be called season of the assassins oh, golden's back and thanks for the resub <laughs> there you go it, 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 honestly i i i think i got with my i think the one x came with one of the assassin creed games I, maybe it was valhalla i don't even i've never actually played one for more than a few minutes so i don't remember which was which but there i kind of want to pick one up now I kind of want to go go try it out. Assassin's uh, Creed, because I can I, IMO. I can, I can be was dead. Really, really good in the beginning. Super good. Is somebody knocking on my door? You guys hear that? Would it <laughs> Would it be better if you could be a large, angry Russian love bot and riding a wolf? I feel yes. like maybe it would. Be. Yes, it could be. I feel like I'm pretty sure be. that that was probably already in a, an Assassin's Creed game at one point. <laughs> well, let's no, go I, back and check. I'm I'm a little salty that, that that they put a wolf into Assassin's Creed and, and where's my wolf in Destiny? Where? Yeah, where's my wolf? We're getting. Well, we wear our wolves. Was... Next season we're getting a wolf back for the hunters anyway. 
Yeah, I don't Andy know about Garth's the Titans, back. but Hunters are getting all no, rules. Where, where is my wolf mount? I want a wolf mount. I want to ride the wolf into battle. Who needs a sparrow if you could have a wolf? I how promise you, you there's got to be a sparrow that looks like a wolf. There has you, to be. How can you be a proper Iron Lord without a wolf? Come on now. If you are listening to this and are completely confused of the fact that while we're talking about Assassin's Creed and Destiny, well, uh, secretly under the radar, th- this was kept really quiet until the beginning of this week, Bungie have been collabing with Ubisoft. And we're now going to get a crossover event with Destiny stuff in Assassin's Creed. I think it's Valhalla, isn't it, that we've, I think they announced? Yes. And we are going to get Assassin's Creed stuff on the 6th of December. So Eververse is going to be chocked full of Assassin's Creed stuff. So, Mm. Micah, you might have to wait another month for that Ark Armour. (laughs) 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 Or they may have put both of them in this time. Secretly, somewhere, somewhere, someone in Bungie is like, "Listen, I haven't, I haven't quite finished the warlock gear for the Ark. So if we could, if we could just push it like another, <laughs> another, another week or two, I, I, I promise I'll be done with it by then. I promise. I, we, we don't have to go and get another collaboration done." <laughs> well, we have people in the chat saying they want the next collab to be a Shrek collab. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, he wants to ride donkey and have a Shrek uh, Titan armor uh, set. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Or all right, well, something. all right. Let's think about that for a second, right? If Shrek was going to be a Titan, right? Who, who would, who would the Warlocks be? Maybe the Godmother, Fairy Godmother, right? You just go with it. I don't, I've never thought of it like this. Well, I mean, that's why that, that's why I asked, right? So if Shrek is going to be the Bane? Titan, right? The big strong. Why are you titan, assuming right? that Shrek is going to be the Titan? Because he's got huge shoulders. Isn't that their thing? Isn't that mm. your thing? Could be the hunter. Uh, you never know. I mean, I, I mean, I think it used to be, but have you seen? Yeah, have you seen I've some never of the seen a gear? nine foot hunter. <laughs> well, that's because you're not looking up. But I mean, I mean, the the, the hunters have gotten beefier lately. Oh so no, I'm not, no, I'm not actually, sure. I've got it. Lord Farquhar. That's the hunters. Little capes, <laughs> capes and crowns. Hunter. <laughs> I would actually rock that. No meme. I would rock the hell out of Farquhar. <laughs> See, there you go. That would be amazing. But that's not working. Uh, I'm crying. My, look, the show just started. My eyes are already crying. Knock it off. The, yeah. the, the Warlocks would have to be Fiona. And, and you'd Somebody have to have two versions. That, but, but are we talking human Fiona? Or you'd have to have two versions. You'd have to have two versions, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the robes, yeah, just goes with it. Sorry. And the, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't, know the, I don't know about the robes. I don't know. Anyway. And then, of course, the donkey mount is, is what he's complaining about. He doesn't have a donkey mount. Oh, the donkey could be the sparrow, but it has an apple in its mouth like it's dead and you're riding it. <laughs> what about the dragon? The dragon was such a better Again, mount. you can, yeah, you can. Oh, no, the dragon could be the ship. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Oh, yeah, okay. Go. Yeah, the, the dragon would have to be the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So now we sorted out our Shrek crossover. I'd like to kind of move on to other crossovers because this bodes very well for Destiny moving forward with other crossovers. Not necessarily maybe crossing over with halo as i would have liked to now that they're with sony but it would have been nice to kind of have slight halo crossover and make i mean i know we had that with the 30th anniversary but a little bit more like you know you could get the master chief armor and master chief could get some of our armor i guess in in halo but a gears of war one would have been nice i'm doing like a bit of gears of war what, what 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 i'm not familiar with the franchise i played like the first one briefly yeah so like what would what would 
does Gears of War have three different classes to fit Titan Hunter Warlock? Or oh, they they no, they have very well, they have various different characters, male and female, but they have some really cool armor with like the Gears of War logos on and and things. And yeah, I, I think that would work really well. Have some Gears of War armor, and then Gears of War could get some of our armor. So you know, some of the iconic ones that we've got, like we are with Shaxx and uh, uh, Saint Fourteen crossing over to Valhalla. Well, I mean, I, like, like you say, Gears of War. I'm thinking like weapons, like oh, the like, weapons, like the Monte Carlo like with a chainsaw on the front of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. That, that would be really cool. But they they do have a bayonet one as well in um, Gears of War. The retro okay. lancer has the kind of the bayonet on the front, which is really cool because you can run and charge people down and stab them, and do a finisher with them. So, that yeah, no, that sounds very cool. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go then. Uh, yeah, they could do a Gears of War finisher, or like yeah, like we have with our finishers. So you, you get your your lancer out, you stab them, or the chainsaw. That would be really cool. You cut them in half. It, see, there's so much possibilities. In yeah, but Bungie is not about cutting people in half. Kind of, you know, well, you, you're being be. a little too ambitious with that. I, I like where you're going, but um, Bungie is not about cutting people in half. They're not. They're not on the whole gore no but no you don't have to have gore no, and you can turn the gore setting off in gears of war as well you, you don't have a serious sam style and just make all the gore flowers when it comes out of people turn all yeah. the blood to flowers and that's how it should be the hippie blood there you go that yeah. is my door standby so what other games do you think would problem. be a really good crossover i was trying to does is ubisoft part of the sony family do you like that's what i was just trying to look up and i was wondering like is it part of the sony world or is it just like Hey, we're Bungie. We do what we want. We are the powerful makers. I think of... Ubisoft is an independent studio, a bit like with Epic at the moment. Like okay. they can, I think that's why they could probably do crossovers. That's why we're probably not going to see so much of an Xbox crossover because no matter how many times that you see Xbox and PlayStation pretending to be friends, we know that yeah. they're not really friends when it comes down to various different things. Yeah, they're they're still they're still poking each other in the eye back and forth. Yeah, yeah. When will we not be friends? Oh, excuse me. Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, no, aren't, aren't they best friends? They have so many, so many things that they do together. They they pretend to be friendly, but they really just want to jab each other in the eyes, like all the back and forth about Call of Duty and it being exclusive or not, or promising to support it or not. They're they're friendly enough as long as it makes them money. At the end of the day, Microsoft wouldn't dare kind of make it exclusive on the xbox platform because they know how much money they can make by putting it on the sony platform as well that's exactly what they did with minecraft they said we've bought minecraft we're still going to have it on all the platforms there's never really been that much exclusivity on xbox that isn't on any other platform with it so i i, I they see it as a win that you know they own that so that they can then sell it to other studio uh, other um platform studios etc platforms yeah other you want a thing you want to make all the money from all the places just like destiny you want to be able yeah. to play it everywhere including your toaster and you can get your destiny 2 themed character packs which include armor sets swords a scout skin and a mount skin players can also grab a weapon pack which includes unique spins on destiny's iconic subclasses each with their own gameplay perks and custom effects and the eververse store you can get your hands on the assassin creed themed ship sparrow ghost and finisher cosmetics as well as three armor ornament sets and really, by the time you're hearing this, they should be in the store because it comes out the 6th of December, which is uh, Tuesday as we speak. So yeah, once the game is live, uh, you can go, you can run. There we go, 19 minutes. That's what that's part of what will be in your store. Yep. Run to the store and get your Assassin's Creed thing or install Assassin's Creed and be Saint 14. 
hunting down people because why would you not? Or shacks. I love how they were just like, we're going to put the big beefy Titans and a wolf into Assassin's Creed because who doesn't love a game built around stealth if you're a giant metal robot skulking through the streets? Yes. Is he giant? I would say he's average size robot. Well, I mean, either way, large metal robot. Clank, clank, <laughs> clank, 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 clank. clank. Ding, ding, ding. Not, not very yeah. stealthy. So, with this crossover, do you think maybe we could get a Marvel or a Star Wars crossover? Because Marvel would be obvious Iron Man. Man you're reaching far. I know, but... Like, why those two, specifically? Because they're not under the umbrella of Microsoft or Sony. They are independent from other places so that they could just do crossovers without kind of having to worry. Or even Warner Brothers, you know, they could do DC superheroes. Not being biased, you know. Somebody just said that. Somebody just said uh, a Red Hood Titan, which doesn't make any sense because Red Hood obviously would be a hunter. I've already made Red Hood as a hunter in the game. Just saying. You Um, you could use use a boost. I mean, mean, really, we already have a Cyclops, though. A bad Cyclops, but. Oh, you you go in the Marvel route. Okay. okay. No, that's DC. No, if we go Marvel, I will not be happy unless we get a Deadpool hunter. I do not care. Well, I mean, honestly, if we're going the Star Wars or the Marvel route, then we're already in the Disney universe. So why not go all the way? Give me everything. Give me Donald Duck as as a murdering space assassin. (laughs) (laughs) When when you said that, give me everything, I was thinking (laughs) the princesses being murderers. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. You could be Snow White the Titan. (laughs) That would be it. Make it happen. I want to be Snow White the Titan. That would be amazing. You do scare the hell out of me sometimes. Not Bell, always. Bell would be the warlock. Let, let, I, mean, I, mean, uh, I mean, playing playing characters from Frozen in the Frozen clan in Destiny seems like the yeah, culmination of everything I've been working for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're that ambitious, who's going to stop you, right? I can't, I can't send anyway. Mm-mm. I mean, I? and, and, and building that's, building that's a little ghost out into full on droids. Come on, come on, Star Wars! Like people are thirsting <gasps> yes. for for new Star Wars content. Oh, I mean, come on, we already BB-8 have little, little robots to follow ghost. us around. BB eight right? ghost. Yeah, right? we have robots to follow us everywhere. We're like halfway there. It's gonna be so good. We we've mm-hmm. got this down. We do, but sadly, that's not what we're getting. We are getting the Assassin's Creed Destiny crossover, and uh, it, it is nice to see them. You know, sort of. You know, because even though they're sort of owned by Sony, they're still, you know, an independent studio sort of doing what they want. So it's nice to see they've got some flexibility to go. We're going to, you know, do this, you know, do this crossover, that crossover. It's just fun to, you know, let the cosmetic stuff go cross game. Yeah. So I'm curious to see just where else that goes and what, what other, you know, if these little partnerships are being made, what other partnerships might we be seeing? Movies, TV, comics, you know, that they're clearly going in that direction. So Hey, we're gonna do a little deal with you. Do some crossover content, and and also, hey, you have a very, uh, you know, a thriving media wing, Sony and other folks. Um, let's let's get you to help us with the you know the TV show we're doing or the movie or whatever. So just it, it's nice to see Destiny as a as a thing as a universe, you know, doing well and thriving and expanding. Even if you know, people are all going, oh, the game's terrible. Oh, we're sad about the game, but it's the end of the season. So wait till Tuesday and. You'll see all the new YouTube videos of, oh, they've done it again. They've come back. They've, it's amazing. We all love Destiny now. The thing that's always surprised me, like, honestly, right? You had so many voice actors from Firefly in the game to begin with. 
right? And we've never done like, like, like costumes for the Firefly characters, right? Like, like, um, I forgot the, the, the first mate, the, the black woman, I can't remember her name right now, but an Ancora costume for her, or you know what I mean? A warlock costume for her, right? So she did Ikora's voice, right? You can make a warlock costume with her. Obviously, the hunters would be the captain because that's who did their voice, right? Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was like three or four voice actors from where well, we had a Segura already, the, the ghost show. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we didn't have costumes from the voice actors that played the characters in Destiny it has always been like a thing that 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 I feel like they could they missed out on. You know, what well, I'm saying? they they could still do it now that we're doing crossover things. You know, I'm they sure Josh, Josh Whedon would love a bit of a crossover. Although 20th, I don't know 20th what we would cross Destiny oh. over to him, but. Yeah, I mean, 20th Century Studios owned by the Walt Disney Company. So once again, we're we're still in the universe. We're still right here. There we go. Make it happen. So did you guys, I'm guessing you've you've already logged on, haven't you, uh, Respawn? Parody, did you manage to log on this week and see the cutscene at the end of the season? I logged on to YouTube earlier this week oh. and saw the cutscene because I, up until this morning, had not touched my Xbox in uh, the month of that's, December. That's what happens when you go away on holiday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have to come back and you have to catch up on all the proper work stuff. I know. Well, well, at the moment, the thing I'm trying to catch up on is collecting all the engrams I have sitting sitting in yep. my vendors. Yep, yep, yep. I started with shacks because I knew it would be bad. I have 102 sitting there. Can I have but, a child? Can you can you let <laughs> me one of your children to come and just like collect the engrams and then just like check dim every like 25 or so? Just to see if any of them are worth keeping, if there's a little yep. thumbs up on them, and then just trash the rest of them, because I do not care about the rest of these. I, I did a mid-season clean-out of shacks, and I think <laughs> I got rid of about like, 100. Can I, have a can I borrow some sla- some cheap child labor? It's just not slave labor. I, I, I will feed and take care of the child. Like it, This isn't you know servitude. This is just, I'm you know, not opposed to lending you a child, but the airfare and the passport might be a bit costly for you. Yeah, that is, that is true. It, it, is, it is a bit much just to, just to collect things out of the vault, and that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't forget you if you've missed stuff on your <laughs> not not this month season or well, not this season season pass. <laughs> don't forget you can go back onto the bungee.net website, log in and check your rewards from your season pass, but then there's another little button at the top that says check the previous season's pass because I had well I still have 68 items left on Season of the Haunted season pass that I've got to collect before Tuesday otherwise I lose all of them. And it looks like there's about 10 uh, uh, exotic engrams on there from i'm like hmm. oh my word Someone i've never had second. an exotic engram issue as i do at the moment because then I've, <laughs> I've got like 10 on this season's pass as well that i'll probably leave until the end of the next season going oh my god i've still got all these exotic engrams but, <laughs> but yeah some of them like the the weapons and things that i'd already got but like duplicates and um umbral engrams and things that were just sitting there so don't forget to do that as well yeah, you know, that's a good call, because even though I swear, I, I, like, before the, you know, as part of my end-of-the-season ritual, I'll go through the, the entire pass and make sure I pick up everything, there's always something that I seem to miss, or 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 just I haven't touched on another character and going, oh, there's those character-specific things that I never picked up on someone. Indeed. There's always something there waiting for me. So, the cutscene, you, you both watched the cutscene. Mm-hmm. What did you yes, think? Yes, I did. Were you confused at the end of it? Or were you completely like, yes, I understand exactly where this is going? 
there's a lot to unpack with that. So you got I'm gonna need you to be a little more specific. Because the only thing I was confused about is how it feels to kiss something made out of metal. Uh, right? Are you familiar with Bender? And then I, I and then I, I spun into this whole existential black hole about exos in general. Like you know, you know, yes, they are living beings, but you know, is there like a thing in Destiny where like, oh my God, you're dating a robot, eh, kind of thing, right? How how kissable is an exo? Is what respawn really wants to know. So yeah, and everyone, and, and, this, and when you look at his feedback. face when he took off his mask, the mouth area looks pretty sharp, actually. You know, everyone send us your feedback on what you feel like it would be like to kiss an S- an exo full on the mouth. It doesn't matter which exo, even though write your write your favorite exo kissing fanfic and send it to respawn. He'll enjoy reading all of them dramatically. <laughs> oh, please no, don't don't everything he just said. Don't do that. <laughs> We have Patreon rewards. We're going to introduce Patreon punishments <laughs> for the low, low price of you too can torment respawn. <laughs> you can force respawn to read certain things on air. <laughs> yeah, In so, character. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest. I, this season, Normally, I try to like you know keep up with the seasonal story and at least at least you know watch like you know Asta Crosses or someone you know someone who, who like puts the cutscenes out every week and I'll watch those and sort of process them and go okay here's what's going on. Yeah, I'll be honest. This season, my brain just went we're pirates, we're pirating, and that's about the extent of the story. I know there's other stuff going on. We're collecting parts of Nezarak, but we're basically pirates. <laughs> so I'm sure there's lots you of know, other story that I said that and then and I'm going like, yar. Five butt pirate jokes <laughs> popped in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah, so, Christ, so, I'm so broken. So, so I'm sure Destiny is, you know, setting us up for whatever the next story beat is. And I, I've heard I've heard lots of people talking about, you know, bits and pieces of someone might come back or this might be a thing or our long lost uh, impersonated warlock may may return to us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're not going to tell me anything about the new season until it drops, I'm going to sit here and go fine. Then I'll just wait till it drops and go, oh, look, a thing, a shiny thing you've given me. <laughs> I think the thing that was confusing me with watching the cutscene is that we spent the last well, like, couple of months chasing down these artifacts to then gather them, stick them on the helm for then Mithrax to kind of juggle them and then create a cup of tea from them. Now, I, I'll get into that bit in a bit, but the, the thing is that we were told to stop Eremis from getting these to deliver them to the witness. And it was like, why did we stop her getting them if all she wanted to do was make a cup of tea? It's like they didn't kind of explain that in the cutscene. It was like, well, are you going to answer why? Not just we... a cup of tea, though. I know, no, the I know. Cup of tea, tea. Has, has has properties to it. Has I know, no, it has doesn't. powerful components to it. In know, this particular instance, it unlocked his mind to unlock past memories and this and that and the other. What if yes. it would do the same to that guy? What if we don't want him to unlock past memories? What if past memories are a bad thing for that guy? But I think the thing is that we were it wasn't explained what Nezarect meant to the witness. Why why were we stopping the witness get the Nezarect parts? What would it have given the witness? Would it have given the witness a, a leg up? Would it given them uh, you know so, something? I just wanted to know what the the ultimate goal was for collecting those, and basically, Eremis did a very poor job because she never got one of them. So, 
you know, was it that we were being tricked? We we constantly are being tricked didn't, into doing things. She didn't get one of them because we kept taking them. Yeah, no, yeah, but was it deliberate that we kept getting them before her? And you know what? Noble's right because as a British man, I thought you would be on board with the whole cup of tea thing. Well, I didn't say I wasn't, but I said we'd get to that in a second. But I'm asking this main question: is that I feel that Bungie didn't answer the Eremis delivering the parts of Nezarek to the witness. What was that all about? I mean, we had a conversation with Eremis at the end. There was no kind of, oh, I was going to try and get them for the witness because of this, or even Mithrax going, oh, I surmise that, you know, Eremis wanted them for this, but I'm going to use them for this. Well, not being down on Bungie, but I, I think I, I want no, a bit I, more I, of I an explanation. Not, of... like, Bungie has a habit of like leaving an open-ended thing and then once we all forget about it in two or three years, they bring it back like, oh, remember yeah. this? Like, oh my God, I remember that. What? Right? So okay. maybe we don't have closure yet. Yeah. I mean, was it the fact that that the witness knew that if we gathered all the parts and we gave them to Osiris, that his, his memories would then be unlocked of of his connection with Savathun and he'd be able to see her memories and then give us some information. Did the witness know that or did the witness know that and want us to know what was going on so that they could then see where we were going to see, see if they can kind of head us off. Is it kind of the witness's plan? Was it that, you know, now that Sav uh, now that Osiris is back and he's told us that there's this base out on um, Neptune, that we're then going to be searching this season for this base on Neptune, which is then going to give the Cabal and Callus a heads up of where to go, which is why the cutscene for Lightfall is that Callus has already arrived there and we're, we kind of, we're there at the same time kind of thing. Tune in Tuesday to find out. Well, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put it together. Like we know about it. Well, we know, Callus know about it. But that's what I'm saying. Was this the whole plan of the witness so that they, because he couldn't get to Savathun, because he knew that Savathun was either in our possession or that, you know, he just couldn't get to Savathun to find out where Neomuna was, that he needed us to gather the parts to then give it to Osiris so that he would then be able to see Savathun's thoughts and memories and go, oh, by the way, you, there's this secret base on Neptune called Neomuna. We need to go and search it out in the, this next season. So that then that gives the witness like a head start of going, well, they know that, and I don't know how the witness would know that we knew stuff. But obviously, you know, the the witness has got spies and and people that he trusts, and 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 you know the way that you know the wars work. You know, intel gets fed back to the enemies. That that's how come they arrive there at the same time. In Lightfall, anyway. It sure would be nice nice to have like any inkling of any of this versus yes. us just going. We're going to guess, and Bungie's going. There's a new season. We're going to tell you absolutely nothing about it. Well, I was so confused at what I, I watched it like two or three times, and I was like, "Okay, I, I get the cup because that was the cup that they had a fight. Osiris and Saint Fourteen had a fight, and it got broken. There was significance with the cup. Yeah, I get that. You know, that's why that's kind of come up. I don't even know that, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was in one of the it's one of the story things that there was a, there was a, an accident. That they were arguing about something, and something got broken. Anyway, but 
I was like, I need answers. I need some kind of clarification. And my law scribe isn't here working for me. So I, I need to go and outsource my law. So I went and watched the Mylan Games video. And he didn't give me anything more than the kind of speculations. <laughs> so then, then I went to the law daddy. I went to My Name is Bife. And I'll drop it in the show notes. Because it's a very, very good video on the return of Osiris. And he breaks it down as something that I kind of understood. And there's a lot of law entries that he reads and goes over. But the main thing is that I wanted to know, you know, the, all about this cup of tea. It was like, right, how did Mithrax know to boil it down to to do this, to do that, to kind of, then it, it would unlock. Because Osiris. he could see the lines connecting things that no one yeah, else no, no. can see. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But right, there's there's other things. <laughs> Clearly you don't. There's other things in the bio video that he explains. But it basically boils down to that darkness makes sense of darkness unlocks memories and information a bit like and as Bife puts it the deep side that we had on the throne world the using the darkness subclass and darkness powers gives you kind of a vision of the stuff that is there whereas the light on the other side helps you forget and i was like that's really interesting because that isn't something that i kind of pieced together and it isn't something that bungie kind of made very clear in the video or the the cutscene to say that this is how the darkness works darkness unlocks memories and gives you kind of this information of stuff and the way Bife broke it down was saying you know when we did i think it was the seven missions and we were go we were chasing the nightmares down they originally started out as nightmares but then they were redeemed so it was all kind of to do using darkness and and creating these kind of things so it was, it was a really interesting video stick it in the show notes because it is definitely worth a watch of trying to understand how this cutscene kind of make a bit more sense of it basically <laughs> because say 14 knows how to cook up some hallucinogenic tea <laughs> i'm glad someone's trying to explain the story to us because bungie i don't really feel like well bungie, I mean, we, this bungie is tied into the next season coming up though guys so we're, we're making assumptions like like this is the end of it you know Oh, no, no, we're not making assumptions, but I just wanted a bit of an explanation of the various different things. Watching watching Bungie's storyline sometimes is like going to a Marvel movie with a Marvel fan who's read the comic, who has a deep understanding of the entire world. I don't like where this is going. I feel targeted well, right now. I think I think you should stop. No, <laughs> no I mean, I mean it, it, it was like... You're here, you're here, and you're like, I'm gonna watch this thing. I enjoyed this thing. This was a lot of fun. And they're like, Oh, but there's 19 levels of depth and story and understanding that you definitely missed because you are just not in this world. Oh, I'm not you're saying it's assuming, good or bad. Oh, you're assuming they kept in line with the comic. Oh, okay. Because 90% of them don't. <laughs> well, 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 no, I mean, this is sort of my thing about Dusty because, like, you know, like, Nancy even said, Oh, remember the thing that happened like seven years ago with right. this like minor interaction? Do, do you remember the cutscene from, you know, Taking King after blah, 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 blah? Like, no, I absolutely do not. But, you know, clearly somebody does because they're like, Hey, we can bring this back and, and, you know, make this callback. You know, remember in season one of Destiny where this thing happened? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but someone does, and we're going to revive that storyline. We're all going to go, oh, yeah, we kind of vaguely remember murdering that guy at some point. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Bungie did something like that, like the whole Iron Man thing. He starts the whole Marvel franchise by saying, I am Iron Man, and then ends his part of the franchise again by saying, I am Iron Man, you know, and then he dies, whatever. I could, I could totally see Bungie doing like a 14-year callback like that, man. Just be like, oh yeah, remember in season just one, Destiny one, was that? I just can't believe spoilers you just for Iron Man. 
I'm so sorry. There's... I wasn't even going to say the, the name of the film. Now you've spoiled the film. Oh, whatever. There, yeah. there does feel like a bit of a, a bit of a statute of limitations on if you haven't seen it at this point, you run the risk of it being spoiled for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, the other interesting thing was that uh, I saw this on the Raid Secrets um, Reddit that Bungie posted the Nezarek T-cut scene online with an interesting description. And it says, as the threat of Zithurarath looms, Mithrax has taken the time to study the secrets of the Nezarek relics. And the Zithurarath looming thing is like, where is that in that cutscene? Did anybody mention that, you know, Mithrax was scared of Zithurarath coming in in like this season or the next season? It's like Bungie now have to write it in a, a description underneath, like posting it on YouTube and things like that. It's like, Really, if you had watched frame by frame, you would yeah. notice that as as the inks ink blots uh, swirl into existence, that you would see the outline of now. It's like this, this <laughs> is sort of what it's like, Bungie. You know, you can be cryptic, but some, sometimes you need to be a little a little more obvious. And maybe there's people out there the going, nose, "Oh yeah. no, I, I absolutely know what you meant by this." But the rest of us going, "Yeah, sure, if, if you say so." I'm sorry, but yeah, if, but this, if this Lord is Daddy Bungie keeping it. people like Mylan Games and Bife and right? you know keeping their YouTube channels relevant, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna do the work because uh, somebody inside Bungie does, but the rest of us, mm, nope. Squirrel. Speaking of Mylan Games, have you seen any of his recent videos? Yes. The dude's uh, uh, the dude's uh, rocking the impressive facial hair. Like what, bro? These, these youngsters today—they're all about the you know their their little mustaches. Bless them. It used to be you know long <laughs> hair. You'd, you'd, you'd grow your hair to the longest possible, have a ponytail. Yeah, and then in in my day, it was like that, too. I'm not ashamed to say that I had hair down on my shoulders in high school. You know, I'm sure, pretty sure from about the same day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb here. <laughs> uh, Back in my day, very, very similar to your day. My day. A, a little less tea in your day, the Night Demon's Day, but it was pretty much the same day. Wow, is that a is that a callback to the Boston Tea Party? What the hell? Uh, it's a callback to him being British and us being uh, American. Okay, <laughs> we're not that old. Saying, God, I thought you said I was so old that like because back then they had the long hair wigs, but there was less tea in my time. I'm like, wait a minute, how deep is this joke going? Wait a second, <laughs> hold on. How many layers is this? I'm now picturing Respawn in his hotel room in his white powdered wig and his poofy coat and his, you know. <laughs> his beauty spot that he's put on that just keeps falling off. Uh, no, I have one of those naturally, unfortunately. And every now and again, it gets a zit inside of it, which is quite obnoxious. <laughs> uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to bore people with kind of our take on the season, but, you know, I'm... I've heard a lot of people be very unhappy with this season and even comparing it to the uh, Osiris DLC that we had and saying that they would rather have gone back and played that, even though that was a low point for Bungie, that rather than do the pirate stuff. But I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed it, you know, it's it's a different thing. But there's been arguments for, you know, it's a ten ten dollar DLC, what do you expect? And other people are saying, well, you know. Bungie know that it's a ten dollar DLC. They're they're just farming you out the, the same old stuff over and over again, and just hoping you'll take it. But you know, it's it it's. I don't think there's anything that we can say 
that is going to change Bungie's mind now because they've already kind of they've heard it from the big YouTubers, they've heard it from the big streamers. There's there's been a lot of feedback in the community. So yeah. Unless you guys wanted to give them some of your feedback. I, I wasn't particularly fussed. Well, I mean, the only feedback I have is sort of the same feedback that we've sort of been saying for a while is, you know, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to say, you know, listen, you know, especially as we come toward the end of this story arc, it's okay to to take, you know, take a, hey, let's, let's do a, like a quality of life pass on the game. You know, we're going to have a season where we're not going to have a big new activity, where we're not going to have, you know, you know, there will be a story, but maybe, you know. The story, I imagine, you know, again, there's a team doing that. So it's not like the team doing the story is going to take away from other aspects. You can do a pass where you say, hey, this is going to be the strike season. You know, you know we got subclass 3.0. We're going to do strikes 3.0. We're going to do crucible 3.0. You know, and I know we're getting a big crucible rework, but, you know, hey, you know, a bunch of these maps and stuff we took away or, hey, we're going to bring you a new map just out of the blue. We're going to drop it on you. Haven't told you about it. Here's here's a new map. You know, you know we don't always have to have brand new content. I, I think... You know, that that grind of we're going to bring you a new activity that sticks around for three months and then goes away forever takes a lot of time and effort. You know, yeah. it would be okay to not do that. You know, no, no, granted, you know, and maybe that's the, you know, hey, you know, here's a season, you know, whether it's, you know, part, you know, if it's part of the season pass, it comes with the pass. Maybe it's a standalone season, you know, I don't know how you, you know, price that, pay for it, whatever. But I think it would be a big quality of game improvement to go, hey, we're going to, you know, a lot of these things you all have been telling us for, you know, seasons now, we're going to do a big, a big pass and fix. We're going to do a big pass and look into. And I know that's also super hard because we are on the crux of Lightfall. Like <clears throat> we are on near the beginning of the big new major thing that's coming and who knows what else they have chopped into that update. But I think, you know, I mean, we're at the point of the season where we get every season where people are like, Oh, we're tired of it. Oh, we've done this. Oh, we're at the end. It's like, yeah, you've done it. You're at the end. You're ready for the new stuff on Tuesday. You have new stuff. Perfect timing. Yeah. I'm still struggling to finish the old stuff. Yeah. Respawn. Uh, yes, dear. Any thoughts? Did you want to pass on your Good thoughts to Bungie without respawn <laughs> ranting? Uh, not really. I mean, like, they're they're good. There's ups and downs to every season, right? Some have more ups than downs, you know, than others or whatever, right? And this one didn't. But I mean, as much as the community is talking about it, right? There was a whole lot of memes and fun about the whole pirate theme, right? I mean, that alone says that the season couldn't have been that bad if there were that many people having fun with just the, you know, the theme of it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that was kind of fun, you know, just the idea of being a pirate. Now, the, the pirate activity kind of meh, whatever, could have been better. But the whole pirate costumes and the pirate themes could use more pirate accents in the game, you know. W- wouldn't have minded Zavala at least once being relevant and maybe making a pirate joke, maybe saying something to you over the comms and a pirate, you know, R kind of, you know, thing. You know, they could have had a little more fun with it, I think, which would would, would have made it more entertaining for us outside of the activity. But, you know, we got new guns. We got a bunch of new legendary guns. We got uh, new exotics. And if you paid for the DLC, you had another new exotic, right? So, I mean, it wasn't a total wash for me. Like, I tried I tried to give Bungie the benefit of a doubt because why am I spending so much time playing the game if I hate it, right? <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to look at the bright side. We had weapons. We had armor. We, 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 we did things, you know? Um, 
I wasn't happy with the whole community outreach competition where basically we made the world's most expensive set of stairs, right? But, you know, I mean, like I said, they can't all be winners, you know, especially when they they have a dev team trying to build a whole season of content in a couple of months, you know? As a guy, you know, who's familiar with programming, sometimes a single project, a single thing that can do a single thing can take two, three weeks to build and compile. You know what I mean? And you're trying to build an entire season at, in, in a few months. I mean, credit where it's due, it's not easy. Um, they're still doing their best. They're, for the people that weren't here in Destiny 1, there were entire, like, nine, ten months of just drought in a season. At least if they're making the effort to give you something to do, should be appreciated, I think, you know? Just just from a work-level standpoint, they could be like D1, be like, you know what? We're not going to do anything until we drop the next big DLC. We could have had, I mean, we, we could have been waiting this whole time, this last six, nine months, until this upcoming season comes out with Strand, right? With nothing to do. And then what? What are you going to complain about then? You know, Destiny's got no content. Well, at least Destiny's trying to give you content. You know, devil's advocate here. So all in all, wasn't the worst. We have had contents that have been worse, you know. But, I mean, I mean, it also could have been better, you know. So, I mean, it's just, what's your personal view on? Did you like the weapons that came out? You know, some of them are cool. I like the, 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 the spark aspect of some of the weapons. When you get a kill, you reload. Now you can jolt lightning out. That's pretty cool, right? Um, but I mean, you know, I guess if you didn't like it, sorry, bro, there's another season coming up. If you did like it, congratulations. You got to talk like a pirate until it irritated some of the listeners, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do I think that's the question. Did you sorry. enjoy being a pirate? I, yeah. I enjoy being a pirate. I've got the pirate dance. I've got the pirate outfit. I enjoy the piratiness of it. I think, I think the season will be remembered more fondly for the cosmetics that came in the season less so for the gameplay loop of catch crash and expedition yeah, and the treasure so. hunts which i forgot about do you think that bungie have made a rod for their own back in creating seasons going from the model that they had with destiny one with like just the two expansions that we had the dark below and then the house of waltz and then i think it was was it uh Taken King and then Rise of Iron and the the content droughts between and then they were like we've made this decision to then do like four seasons in that year and cram what we can and create all these new activities it's not like each season it's like oh you've got activity one and then season two you've got activity two and then season three we're going back to activity one it's like a new thing each and every season do you think they've made a rod for their own back with that and then ha also having to create, like they said, it takes quite a while to create new exotics, new new weapons in the game as well. So there's a lot to kind of go because they're like, well, we've got to put one on the season pass. We've also got, got to then put one in the game. We've also then got to do three exotics for each class each season and and build whatever kind of activity we are and story beats and all this stuff. Do you think that they've kind of, don't they're trying to do too much like I, I know you said like take a take a breather or maybe cut it down to like just three seasons in the year would that give people more um more content like more substantial content than than trying to rush everything in, into the four seasons each year i would love to see them do three like three seasons of content and one season of quality of life 
or, or maybe just or, do the three have, seasons and quality of life across each kind of season just do right bits and yeah yeah I man because that's the thing because it's not like you know yeah there's some trade-off because it's not like you know if we if we do x we're going to get y like you know if we say oh well you know cut the story out and then it'll give you more gameplay well no because it's like you know there's obviously different teams there's a narrative team weapons team armor team you know there's all these different teams doing things so yeah and, and I, I almost wonder sort of is one of these teams overwhelmed like you said it's a lot of new weapons it's a lot of new armor you know the armor armor i would imagine needs less testing than weapons unless it's an exotic with like you know special perks and things well you say I would that guess... how many times has an exotic come out of the gate and then been immediately turned well, off well, well, right like the exotics absolutely since they are one-off you know yeah. an exotic armor does something interesting and new and different that absolutely needs testing but like if you're just putting out like you know a new a new hunter armor set like i imagine the amount of testing that goes into that as long as it you know it respects its values and it doesn't come out of the gate like i don't know with your resilience entirely broken you know beyond that like it i mentioned it should more or less work now granted i know that's a simplification but i imagine that like the amount of testing to go with like the weapons and things with more complications and just more to them take longer so yeah i always wonder like if there's something if you if you scale back one piece of it like you know hey like you know maybe there's one less exotic weapon does that free up like the weapons team to do other work or does that you know would that give us something else is there a maps team? You know, I guess I don't know if that's the sandbox team that does all the maps and stuff. You know, sort of who is that? Just oh, the team that's understaffed. Like weapon balancing, I think, right? Isn't that what they do? Well, that's There's... what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Is like, you know, it's like sort of like why? Why has like you know the the new maps piece just sort of fallen by the wayside? Is it just like that team is overwhelmed? That team is not that many people. That team has to work with every other team, and you know, every you know, weapon, armor, whatever has to be tested across everything. And that's what I sort of wonder. Is like, you know, what? you know for what could Bungie do to give us that like quality of life update to the game is it is it a staffing problem is it a time problem is it a you know like you're giving us whole whole new activities every single season and just the pace of that is not sustainable because like the, you know they sort of started this pace when they were with activision and activision was able to pull in vicarious visions and the other company that i now can't remember the name of high moon to sort of like do some of the work and now it's just Bungie. so yeah you know they're they're on the hook for all of it, because I think was it was it the I can't remember was it the menagerie season that like was or with the sundial that I think they were like was solely built by you know one of the one of the outside companies they that were like they built this entire thing. Now that you mention it, that was a good season. Yeah, it was a good season. But would you have liked it? I mean, if it had stuck around and still been the same repetitive thing up until now, I think. Oh no, would have no, still no, kind of bored no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. But I suppose with the Leviathan coming back, there was the opportunity to maybe go, well, if we're bringing the Leviathan back, maybe in season 19, we bring back the Menagerie in some way and have this happen and have X, X Y, and Z. I mean, that could be the thing that's happening next season. We just, we don't know. Um, but it's like, yeah, sometimes there's missed opportunities. Like we say, tie in the reprise raids that are coming back, make it a story beat, a slight story beat to say, you know, the Vault of Glass has been reopened. Then then there's, you know, this rogue version of the Vex that are trying to reenact and, and bring it back. So you've got to go back in there and stop it again. And the same with um, Oryx and the Kingsfall raid. You know, there's like a taken version of, of this and, and it's kind of... It, it's a story beat to say, you know, because the Taken King was gone and you defeated him, but they're trying to kind of manipulate with the Vex and time, blah, 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 blah. But there could have been an explanation of why we kind of just a slight thing, just like a, a quick thing. 
they don't seem to kind of want to they miss a lot of kind of good things like that that i see that it even if you're bringing back something as a reprise thing just see, you can just like one one little thread would you you could kind of pull on and i, I think it, people would be excited that you know it came back for that reason but that's the other thing we're talking about this season and i know i'm not going to go you know hard on bungie about it but the bugs how many bugs have there been we had fest of the lost with the same bug from the previous year and every week there would be an issue that you know for the three weeks that we had festival of the lost there was an issue with it we had this past event with the captain's coins there was an issue with it there was uh, how many other you know, with the exotics coming out of the gate and having to be turned off even like yesterday when i turned the game on i was like why am i doing catch crash solo I haven't loaded into a master. I'm here by myself. And, you know, it takes somebody like Cheese Forever to post a video going, um, Pudge, you've broken matchmaking. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what's happened. So, and literally, you, you, I don't know if it's fixed now because I think I was talking to you, Parody, wasn't I, last night? Is it fixed? Is it not fixed? I mean, I was at work, so I couldn't see, but it was like, there's been a there's been a patch and it's fixed. And, and then Bungie come out and go, oh, no, it's not fixed. And we're now going to have to do this. It's like, Oh my word! What what did you do to break that? Just like that was unbelievable. But it, I think it's the constant bugs also turn people off of the game because if it's something that you know you've like I have, I only have a short amount of time that I can jump on and I can get stuff done. And if that is your window of time to gump, jump on and play the game, and the game is down or the game is bugged or something is wrong that you can't then play or we've now got X amount of maintenance is kind of scheduled. It's like, well, I'm going to go and play something else. I think that's the problem. Yeah. If, if you're trying to, you know, even if you're just you know trying to play the game and the game is not working, obviously that is a massive problem. Like I, again, I would much rather have them spend some time, you know, you know, again, if we need to have a quality of life and bug fixing pass, you know, in lieu of like new content for like, you know, one of the four seasons we get out of the year that would be fine. If you give me a seasonal event, which, you know, are, are always sort of go over like lead balloon to the community. It feels like partially because like out of the gate, they're a little bit broken. They, and, and it's, and it's not like it's a new and different bug. It's the same bug from last year. It's like, you know, if you're going to do a thing and make it a, you know, a thing you want people to look forward to and promote, make sure it works. You know, take, you know, and again, and I know us sitting here, you know, playing backseat developer, it's all very simple to go. Oh, just make sure this works. Make sure you fix these things. But it's like if if the pace is too fast to maintain what you're doing, working in a remote fashion, you know, you know, your entire way of working has been upended in the last couple of years. In addition to yeah, trying to maintain this pace that I think sort of Activision set and you've been sort of trying to live up to. It's like it's OK to take a step back and go, listen, you know, we want to give you a better game, a better experience. And what that means is this, you know, the game was getting too big and too bloated. Here's a content vault, you know, hey, we need to sunset some weapons because it's just broken the sandbox and is unbalanceable. Again, not popular at the get-go, but it would it needed to happen. If you need to have if you need to do the uh, you know, I always go back to my olden days of the Mac of, hey, we put out Leopard and Leopard was fine, and now we're gonna put out Snow Leopard, which is basically fixing all the things that Leopard had wrong with it. Like here's an entire operating system release that's basically, you know, some new stuff, but a lot of quality of life, a lot of improvement, a lot of small bug fixes and things to make your experience day to day better. And that's uh, almost feels like what Bungie, you know, Destiny sort of, I won't say needs, but just could certainly benefit for of just 
you know, let's 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 take all those sharp edges and those bugs and just shave those edges down, fix a bunch of those bugs, make the day-to-day experience better. So if you're if you've got your buddy, you know, Christmas is coming. Hey, come play Destiny with me. It's free to play, you know, grab it on the Epic Game Store, grab it on Xbox, PC, whatever. And you're playing it and you're like, this game is buggy. You know, if you're not going to have a good time with it, if you can't bring new people into the game and they have a good time because they're seeing bugs, especially during, you know, hey, this is, a, a you know, the, the dawning activity, a seasonal activity. Oh, but this is broken. Oh, but that's broken. Oh, but you have to know these six pages of caveats of how to enjoy this experience. You're not coming back to that game. I wouldn't come back to a game where if I picked it up and it was just weird and broken and I felt like I had to watch six hours of YouTube to understand how it worked. Hmm. Well, let's. Let, I mean, Perry made some good points here. Let's let's view the metrics here, right? Or, or Bungie is not a game like God of War. You play through it once, and that's it. There's nothing new. You might go find secrets here and there, but you played the game. The game is over, right? You don't beat Destiny. Destiny, right? Beats. You don't beat it. It's an ongoing experience. And you know what? If they need to take time away, uh, and 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 fix the game or build on the game, and you go play another game, what's wrong with that? You know, either a People think they have to keep playing Destiny, otherwise it'll just it'll just disappear on them, right? Or B, so it it's the devs play. thinking, oh my god, if we if we take a break <laughs> to fix things, we might lose you know customers or whatever, and then we'll never get that momentum back. Well, if you put out <laughs> quality stuff, you're gonna lose gamers anyway, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's kind of it, it, it's what are you, what are you willing to do? There's nothing wrong. I, I play other games, right? Whenever Destiny's in a drought or I'm not feeling the season or whatever, I'll get what I need out of the season and then I'll go do something else. Like I'll go play, uh, you know, other games that if I say any, he's just going to dolphin me out. So why bother? Um, <laughs> you, 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 can say, you can say Gears of War, like Gears of War. Yeah, just say Gears of War. Well, I mean, I've never played that. So, I mean, that, that could be a thing that I would play, yeah. right? Well, this never is, played. I played it once briefly, right? This is the um, perfect time to, to pop an Assassin's Creed Valhalla and play as, as your favorite Shaxx or say 14 and see there. But I don't, I don't have an Xbox anymore, though. So, I mean, can I even play Gears of yes. War? Isn't that an Xbox yes. only thing? No. No? Oh, all right. My, um, you can get it on Game Pass and for PC. Okay. But I mean, I mean, you you got to get rid of the stigma like it's a bad thing to go play another game if Destiny is not your cup of tea. Destiny, give give Destiny four months, something else is going to happen, right? I think no, the the bad stigma around Destiny is that no, not Fortnite Rex. We say every (laughs) every new season, we say give it a couple of hours before you jump on because, and I think when it gets to the point when you know that you're telling people that play the game or new players coming into the game, give it a couple of hours before you log on to the new season because there's always issues. It's like you wait 20 hours to get in, like Rise of Iron, or you're you're waiting for their, the your number to kind of come up so you can get in the game, but then there's a bug in the game that's then kind of breaking it. It's like when it's when it becomes a running thing that that happens, I think that's when you need to take a step back and go, we need to address this. We need to make sure, yes, maybe, you know, then you need to wait times to get into the game like other games are, but we need to make sure that as soon as somebody is in the game, there isn't that bug that is then breaking whatever the new thing is that we've put in the game. I think that's what they need to look at. Like Perry said, they need to take some time to, you know, not, not sharpen, yeah, not sharpen the edges, but you know, I mean, it's like sand down the edges. Sharpen the edges. You want to play our game? <laughs> Come here, we're gonna cut you. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can handle it. 
right? Yeah. You like Gears of War? Cool. We'll actually cut you. IRL. You buy the game, somebody comes out to your house, knocks on your door, cuts you, and walks away. Ta-da! Beat that, Bungie. Actually, no, that was Bungie. My bad. Uh, <laughs> beat that Microsoft is what I meant. Oh, so that, that's the old season. That, that's that. That's what we've done that. We've talked about that. We, we've thrown a few things. Yeah. Good. And hopefully, you know, people agree with us there. But let's move on to this week at Bungie, which telling us, you know, for the 1st of December, Christmas time, that, that we've got a new season starting this coming Tuesday. Oh, right after Thanksgiving is over. Yes. So we've got, we, we've talked about it, the exclusive partnership with Ubisoft, Iron Banner, Trials of Osiris, and Nightfall Pool Loop. Pool, loopholes update, that's the word. Weapon philosophies and more of the upcoming changes with senior design lead, Chris Proctor. An important update on Hunter Void Invisibility that Respawn is going to tell us all about. Season 19 Artifact preview. Not really a preview, it's just a list of this is what the mods are going to be. A preview would have been a picture and going, look, here's a preview. But hey-ho, that's, that's what they're calling a preview. And then we uh, get to vote on... Really our... care about anyway, though. Let's yeah. be honest here. The mod is all we really, really want to know about. Yeah. And we get to Can vote you say on... Lamont, like the race? The mods. Oh, the mods. The mods is really all we care about. It's like, how did you make that jump, Perry? <laughs> no, how did you make that jump, Respawn? <laughs> it sounds like Lamont. SRL confirmed. We can vote on our favorite Arbalest ornament, as well as the bonus interview with the chosen community artist behind the craft. The artist who did all the Arbalest things is their, their community focus this week, is what they're trying ah, to say. There you go. That's what they're trying to say. Stellar, stellar Star Logic, Star Stellar Logic. We'll get to it there. Hmm. Yeah, that was our artist community feature this week. Uh, new, new Prime Gaming drops and Parody's favorite, known issue lists. Which was all of just this week. I was uh, I was watching. You know, again, I've got Bungie help on Twitter because you sort of have to to play this game, <laughs> and just watching them just being like, "Well, we fixed it. It's broken. It's up. It's down. It's up. It's down." And then my team was like, "Yeah, matchmaking's totally busted." Pan texted yeah. me last night. He's like, "I need to turn my brain off and shoot things." Does the game work? And I was like, "Well, it it worked earlier, but you play everything solo." I was like, "Maybe it'll work for you now. Log on and find out." And that was the last I heard back, so I'm assuming it was working at that point. I think the, it was after Bungie Help's last of, hey, we, we fixed it. We're pretty sure it's working now. We're somewhat confident. The only bonus to that, like I think we were talking, was that you could go into an expedition and kill as many ruffians as you liked and spawn the ruffians when you wanted to, even though I've already done the ruffians. But the other good thing is that I managed to get that achievement or the triumph to do the catch crash where the servitor in the, is in that room and he doesn't detect with any fire team members. I was so mm. sneaky as a Titan in there. I was like, <laughs> maybe I should have gone on the Hunter, but no, I wasn't. I was very fast. I didn't get detected and I got that triumph done because there was nobody there to mess it up for me. So I got that one done. I was quite happy about that. Nice. So we got some new weapons arriving, not, not next week, but you know, when, when the things do kind of arrive. So we have Trials of Osiris weapons. And it looks like we're getting a new Suros Adaptive Hand Cannon and an Adept version, of course. And the uh, it's called the Exalted Truth. Sorry. And the Unwavering Duty Suros Adapted Machine Gun and Adept version. And, you know, we, we knew what was leaving, so we're not going to tell you about that. But you have Whistler's Whim, Forgiveness Sidearm, 
the Inquisitor and the Burden of Guilt still sticking around. Iron Banner. Now, this is something I got wrong because I think I told you guys it was a different auto rifle that was coming back. So this is going to be the Dark Decider. I completely missed it and I don't understand how because it's one of my favourite archetypes. It's the rapid fire frame, uh, like the Vice ones. So maybe it'll have the Vice perk on it. I'm sure it's a Vice one, isn't it? It's the rapid fire frame, yes. So the, it has an impact of 18, a Where range are you reading of from? Are 25. You reading from Bob? Bob, with what's uh, going, what's staying. Yeah, yeah. And then he um, has, I'm sure you want to like... Jumped? Okay. I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm telling people all the information. I have two screens up. I'm looking at two different things. Yeah. We, we, we've already talked Super about, organized yeah, talking about the art, the, about the Ubisoft thing. Now we're doing a fine evening of Iron Banner or of Iron Banana and Trials of Osiris with a splash of Nightfall. Okay, yes. there we go. All right, I'm tracking. Oh, cool. bless him. We have to tell him where we're looking because otherwise he gets upset and he doesn't yeah. know what we're looking at. Yes. Well, because I'm showing it to the viewers so anybody who's watching can keep on. Uh, okay. So I also... For the benefit of the viewers, I also have the D2 Gunsmith up with the Dark Decider Auto Rifle on the screen. So if Respawn can get to that at some point. So yes, I was telling you about the Dark Decider Auto Rifle because this is the one that I missed from telling you. I think a couple of weeks back when they said it's going to be two is new... This, is this that featured gun, the one that looks like a, a nine-foot-long pulse rifle? No. No. That's the one Who's that's that the auto rifle. If you talk in, type in Dark Decider into d2 gunsmith it'll show you what the old archetype oh is. you're on d2 gunsmith okay that's what i said yes dark decider. Mm -hmm. so the dark decider has an impact of 18 range of 25 stability of 49 handling of 39 reload speed of 46 an aim assist of 72 and a zoom of 16 recoil direction of 43 and rounds per minute is 720 with a magazine of 50 and now that's the base stats from the old version that was available when it was in Iron Banner, and it looks... I'm not saying that it's kind of hinting at what's coming next season, but I'm, just, I'm going to go along with everybody else's theory. The last time the Dark Decider was around was in the Warmind DLC, because it has a little Warmind symbol on it. So that, that could be a hint. Okay. It originally came with high-caliber rounds, uh, auto-loading holster, and a couple of barrel perks. So uh, at that time, we, we didn't really get that much... Uh, freedom of perks that were available for it so hopefully now it's coming back into the loophole we'll get the iron banner perk or the origin perk on there and then loads more different kind of perks that can roll on it so i'm looking forward to that because i do like the rapid fire frame uh, auto rifles because this is the same archetype this one comes in arc but it's the same archetype as the uh, primary weapon which everybody's kind of raving about at the moment i don't know if you guys have heard about this one the not heard about this one, but it's the um, the the crate. Apparently, because of the auto rifle buff that happened a couple of weeks back, the crate at the moment, which is the primary um, stasis auto rifle, that's the one. Stasis auto rifle. Yeah, that one's doing really well. So if you've got some really good perks on that, check that out. Yeah, it's, it's a laser beam. It's so yeah, yeah. so stable. So ooh, mm -hmm. just eats people. So the dark decider is the arc version of that. Mm, that's delicious. Mm. Yeah, because it creates creates seven twenty with a massive magazine and just you delete yep. people. Yeah, <clears throat> and Ganora's axe, which was the slug shotgun, is going to be the other item that's coming back into the Iron Banner loophole. They haven't detailed when Iron Banner's coming back. I think it was after Christmas, wasn't it? It was the I think it was going to be the first week in January. But again, we'll go we'll go over that when it comes back up. Yeah, uh, what's the future twelve? Yeah. 
What's staying is the Allied Demand Sidearm, the Royal the Bear Rocket Launcher, the Wizard Rebuke Fusion, the Heroes Burn Submachine Gun, the Frontiers Cry Hand Cannon, and the Razor's Edge Sword. And then finally, our Nightfalls. What is arriving would be the Wendigo GL3 Heavy Grenade Launcher and the Hungjura SR4 Scout Rifle returning. I feel that that's only been missing a couple of seasons and now it's back. And they've gone, what do we throw with that? Let's put in the Wendigo. And there was quite a bit of chat in one of our discords um, earlier this week. And I think Noble was saying it's like, he's not really kind of down with the Wendigo coming back because the perks that were exclusive on the Wendigo are now on a lot more grenade launchers. So what's going to make this, you know, sort after the same with the Hungjura, the Hungjura, the, the RPM on that isn't one of the kind of top archetypes for scout rifles at the moment although you know it's a, it's a pretty decent one and I well think what made the hung jury months. good was actually just nerfed right so the reason people were chasing the hung jury is because it was the only scout version. rifle yes you could get box breathing and with that you could two or three tap guardians in the crucible as long as you had box breathing up on that first shot so it was really really good in the crucible it was okay it wasn't bad in pve but it was mainly a pvp scout rifle that people were all about you know yeah. But now box breathing has been nerfed. I don't know if that changes the TTK at all, but, you know. Possibly, yeah, because I remember yeah. Cool Guy and Fallout doing videos on that saying that you need to get this role, this specific role. So even if it comes back with box breathing, it has been slightly nerfed, which we'll go over later on in the TWAB. But, yeah. But the the Wendigo, I mean, it's like, I mean, Noble's right. The the perk, wasn't it the um, explosive light was the perk, wasn't it the... It had, that was the introduction of explosive light as a perk. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so why? <laughs> I mean, it it it's a weapon. It's in the loop pool. You know, they gotta draw straws at some point. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm excited to go try to get that one. <laughs> no. Well, the Wendigo had a static role, remember, because it was a seasonal weapon. If it's gonna be in the Nightfall loot pool, maybe it'll have random mods that'll make it better. Maybe, but I don't think these two coming the into for what it's worth. Yeah, I don't think these two coming. Oh, that would be really good. An adept one, big boy mod. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose the adept version. Maybe you you sold me on that. There you go, Noble. Yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah, you know the least. Yeah, the least have adept versions of the hung jury and the when to go. So again, not not to say that's necessarily a draw, but at least it's something. Yeah, I I feel that they 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 put a lot of effort into the trial stuff. Not too much effort into the Iron Banner stuff. It's like we're just reprise weapons. Although those weapons seem to be, you know, quite popular. Shotgun and auto rifle. Um, and it's nightfall. It's like uh, we took out Hungjura a couple of months back. Let's stick it back in. What can we stick with it? Uh, Wendigo. Let's put that one in. It's like, eh, maybe you need to put a little bit more kind of thought into what's going into the nightfalls. Make it like really sort after. Who cares? <laughs> Anyway, which is sort of how I feel about Strikes and Nightfalls, and apparently that's sort of how Bungie feels about it, too. So one more thing. They also have a shiny new Season 19 ornament ritual activity like Gambit, mm -hmm. Crucible, and Vanguard Strikes. So we have the, I, I believe it's a Hakei Scout Rifle. It looks like a Scout Rifle. It, or it could be an Auto Rifle. I could be completely wrong, but it looks like one of these Scout Rifles. Um, it looks yeah, I was looking at that trying to you think that's out. a scout with the magazine in the back? I thought it was a pulse, could be. I thought it was a scout because it looks very similar to what was I looking for? 
similar to a lot of things. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, do we have any scouts with the magazine in the back? L- legit, legit asking. Well, that's know. what I'm looking now on Destiny Item Manager. I'm looking. Yeah, like the Nightwatch. Nightwatch doesn't have the magazine in the back. The Magazines on the front. Gilded Sight. I've never paid that much attention. Gilded Sight from <laughs> Iron Banner is a scout rifle with the magazine on the back handle there. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, the Servant Leader also. I mean, it, it looks like a hockey pulse, honestly. P-U-L-S. It looks like the Perseverance, which is a hockey scout rifle. But yeah, it could be the pulse rifle. Would be handy, but kind of looks like a legal action, like a longer version of a legal action. I mean, saying that, yeah, actually, no, it couldn't. No, the Hakei, the Hakei auto rifles have the 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 stock at the front, so it's definitely not an auto. I'd say it's definitely not an auto rifle. It, Bungie could do whatever Bungie do. It could be. Bungie yeah. do do what Bungie do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So- we're getting a we'll new see. weapon. It, it's got the skins for Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit, which Gambit looks like the best one because it's green has a snake on it. So why wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, can we can we get the default drop as the uh, the outlaw with the uh, with the Desperado? Because uh, no, no, not not outlaw. Rapid fire with Desperado. Rapid hit. Sorry. Can we get that? I'd really, 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 really like yeah, that. Spawned, uh, I've made it so. Yep. Yay. Yours will have it. I love it. And mine only. <laughs> just, just for you. It wasn't not even be a pulse, it's a scout. <laughs> Something like that. So we have some weapon philosophy and art of running div. And that's divinity. So senior design lead Chris Proctor is back again. This poor guy. They they go, Chris, we're gonna do he some more stuff. Very busy. You need to go and write some stuff down again, Chris. Bless him. So he went over a whole kind of balance patch like a couple of months back with the Fest of the Lost mid-season. They say it was mid-season, but we did discover it was past the mid-season. I'm not going to argue with you, Chris. You say it's mid-season. It was past mid-season. They, they did stuff, and we went over that. But if you want to kind of look at it again, they've put a link in the 12, which we, we linked this month's 12 in our show notes, so you can kind of, or this week's 12 in the show notes, so you can go back and look at that and then click on the buttons. But we've already covered that. It's already in the game. It's already here. So you, you, if you're playing the game, it's stuff you're already playing with. But there were some things that they missed out on there and some things that they, they did kind of touch on and say this is going to be upcoming. So this is the upcoming stuff that they're going to be talking about and, and touching in in good ways and bad ways. And the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the full auto retrofit mod. So that. Apparently, it's been doing really well, and they're now going to make good on their promise respawn. They're actually going to put it in the game it's at the about toggle. Time. I think respawn's been going on about this for about a year since when they first mentioned it. It was literally the next week you went, Is it in the game? Is it in the game? We we're like, No, respawn. They said, It's going to be a while. It's going to be like maybe two seasons. And then it turned out to be like four seasons. I think I think in the end it turned out to be about six seasons before it actually came into the game, and it's still not here. It's going to go live at the launch of season nineteen on Tuesday, December sixth. So fingers crossed, because I think the last time they said it was going to go live, they then had to say no, it's not, and we're just going to leave you with the mod. Hopefully, this is going to go live on Tuesday. And you know what that means. I do. All those, all those full auto mods you've been slapping into weapons, now you can put something else in there. 
don't know about you guys. I don't think I've used a single other mod except for full auto mods, unless the gun already had full auto on it. <laughs> so I'm excited to get my mod slot back for anything else. Sidearms, yes. Because the, 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 the sidearms have been very tasty this season, I've put the full auto on there, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed that. So I'm going to be excited to put like the switch the toggle on and, and go for the kind of the easy night demon mode of that's on there and i'm going to stick a different mod in there maybe more more in the magazine because what what goes better with firing auto is having more bullets more to bullets. fire yeah yeah exactly i don't have to be good if i can just or maybe firing. you know depending on what you're playing you could put like a a mod on there that helps you get headshots better you know no no, no more bullets. increases your stability more bullets maybe nope. increases your handling nope more bullets, mm, bullets. Because if I have bullets, I don't need to increase the rest of those things. I can just keep firing until the thing stops moving. (laughs) (laughs) But Respawn, be aware, they will be watching you, personally you, and maybe a few other players. No, no, it's just me. They sent me a letter. (laughs) Uh, They're going to be kind of looking at Respawn and how he uses the mod, or no, the the toggle, uh, and looking at additional ways for players to pick which type of weapons this setting applies to sometime after lightfall so again it's oh, going to be all see, on I already, when they sent me the letter i already applied i was like look i'll make it easy for you what are people going to do with the mod they're going to turn it on yes step two what weapons are they going to use it on well if all if we had a choice let's see uh, pulse rifles uh, no no it's all cannons, uh sidearms scout no, rifles uh grenade launchers uh rocket launchers um <laughs> <laughs> Rocket and grenade launchers, I think I'll stop you. So, uh, rocket and grenade launchers, I don't think I'll full auto because they don't really need it. Everything else, though, should. I'm not talking. Okay, to be fair, I'm not talking single shot grenade launchers. You know, multi. You know, drum fed. You know, grenade launchers, like the prospect. The prospect is full auto, right? So things like the prospect. You know, you get you got a drum that thing. Just just hold the trigger down, bro. Why, why make me push the trigger? If more I than have once? ambitious assassin on it and I've got like two or three grenades in that thing, I'm going to be holding that button down. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, just full auto on a two round magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so for now, it's a toggle that's on everything. I guess everything. And then oh, yeah. they're going to see how OP it is. And then they're going to go, oh, by the way, we're now turning it off for these certain weapons. And then you can turn it off for other weapons that you don't want it on. There's probably going to be a whole new tab on the customization thing of like, turn it on for hand cannons, turn it off for this, turn it on for this, turn it off for that. So maybe, maybe that's the way it's going to go. Either way. Very Honestly, I just thought that they were going to put it on the weapon. Like, like, you know where your mods are. There's probably going to be like a toggle on the weapon itself to turn it off or on because having, having a global setting like that seems. Well, that was their entire point is they wanted to make it, they, they want to make it part of the accessibility suite along with, you know, now, now oh, great. Well, yeah, that that was the that was the whole point of what the setting is. It's an accessibility thing, just like uh, I will say, colorblind mode. Not that has had no problems and been flawless since the inception of the colorblind. Oh yeah, mode. No, completely <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, By the way, you know, still no, to this day, oh god, you bring that up to <laughs> this day. <laughs> I did deep stone crypt with somebody. <laughs> All the mods are still red. By the way, but like I got yellow, I got blue, I got red. I'm like. Yeah, I have all of those, <laughs> but they're all red. <laughs> to this day, so all maybe... the mods in Deep Stone Crypt with Colorblind are all still red. So, Bungie, while you're doing those quality of life updates, um, fixing the accessibility things so people could actually play the game and see the colors would also be a welcome change. 
<laughs> Indeed. Especially when the team uses, they're not like, hey, I got operator. Hey, I got scanner. They're like, I got yellow. I got blue. What? Um, damn it. Uh, <laughs> listen, I got the one with the guy with the gun. <laughs> listen, when, when, when you're putting the LFG post together, say, must use name of mod, not color. <laughs> Otherwise, this will to. all go very bad. Know what to for, do? For, for no response, is chaos mode every time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not editing out all those scratches. You guys are going to have to put up with this week. I'm what sorry. scratches? You keep turning the bloody mic on or rubbing it up and down your chest or whatever you're doing with the blooming mic. I, I, there's a switch that helps me turn it off and on. You're hearing when I turn the switch off and on? That's yeah. so stupid. We're, oh, we're I'm, just hearing I'm, you move the mic around. And when yeah. you move the mic around, it's rubbing on things. Are you rubbing it on your nipples? Is this kind of SMR for the, the stream? <laughs> yeah, just SMR, not the A, just SMR. Nope, just SMR. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Anyway, on a related note, we are also aware that <laughs> related <Melee>. to what? Shush! <laughs> I was just going to continue and cut that bit out. On a related note, we're also aware that certain melees also require speedy clicking and are looking at something similar for a subset. For example, glaives, swords, and roaming super melees, though certainly not regular charge and uncharged melees. So there you go. They're going to be looking at maybe punchy punchy all the time. I'm, that's going to be amazing on a Titan. Just, I'm going to be like Muhammad Ali. Just punch, 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 punch. See, you It'll, say that, but you haven't read the whole twab, have you? It'll be amazing if they fix the hit registration as well. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm shadow boxing at this point. I didn't say I was actually going to be hitting stuff. Shadow boxing. Yeah. No, just, because just, just threatening like, you in the corner. I'm not, not going to do any damage. I'm just going to yeah, yeah. look cool doing it. Yeah, yeah I'm going like, to do the, the Muhammad Ali steps. I'm just going to be like, you, know, you can't touch me. Oh, yes, you can. Sorry. I, the, I just can't the, touch you. The improvements to melees, right? Mm. But. At the same time, they've also made all of our melee exotics work with the glaives, right? Everyone is like, yeah, we can use glaives with our melee exotics. Hold on. They've also nerfed the glaive. <laughs> they've also nerfed every you, exotic that can be used head. with the glaive. <laughs> so, and, hit, and hit registration is still 50-50. Maybe it'll work, maybe yeah. it won't. So, yeah. Congratulations, everyone. We did it. What did we do? Not quite sure. But hey, even though we've nerfed glaives oh and we've nerfed every exotic that works with the glaive, you can still use these exotics for the glaive now. Hey, like I actually thought in the beginning, I, I read the Syntheseps is going to work with the glaive. I'm like, oh, that's going to be brutal. And then later on, I saw they nerfed the Syntheseps. I'm like, <laughs> they've got to tweak it somehow. I get no, 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 no. You say no, 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 no. But it, no. if, it, if it was OP and Titans were synthesizing... We don't even know if it's OP. This would be well, an opportunity. Is. That's why they I, would, kind of... I, would, I would allow Titans, Hunters, and no, Warlocks no, a chance to be OP with a glaive no, at least for a little wouldn't. bit before you no. nerfed it. No, you wouldn't. Don't even no. go I would. there. Don't I love glaives. I want everyone to see the benefits of glaives, right? If you I was advocating for bows. Nobody believe me. No. How people use bows in PvP and PvE. I was advocating for the glaives. Nobody believed me. And now, look, I'm telling you, glaives are way better than people think. I know they are. I've if been the using glaives meta becomes a thing, PvP will have completely died. Unless you're using glaives in the PvP to make it better, right? No. What do you mean, no? Again, I, I refer you to hit registration. 
Okay. Fix my fix my hit registration so every time I swing that glaive or that melee and it hits, then I will be happy with whatever glaive melee thing you want to give me. Until that point, every time I swing my fist or my glaive, and it's maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. No, not interested. Yeah, I mean it would. I mean it would make a fun, it would make for fun PvP because I've had to fight against glaives already. T Rex is already like, oh, I'm gonna laugh when that comes back to bite you. I've gone against glaives in PvP. If they have that shield that blocks most incoming damage, you're like that. Got it. You're basically invincible until I come up and do something to you. But if I do that, then you're gonna three shot kill me, right? So there's that whole interaction right there. But if everybody's got a glaive, like everybody, just like I imagine PvP going from running and gunning to some kind of a Spartan-esque type of situation where everybody's got that shield until they get close enough to melee each other and whoever melees first wins. You know right? what I say about that? <laughs> Crucible laps. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love it. Like, remove all gameplay, laps. remove all abilities. It's just glaives for everybody. Yeah, Crucible <laughs> laps. We're, we're right back, Bungie. We're right back to the action sack playlist. Give, you, know, you know, we had hammers and swords in Halo. Give me a Hammers and Swords playlist. Give me a melee-only PvP experience. Crucible Labs, come on. It's Indeed. right there. Yeah. So as Chris said earlier, and I'm going to reiterate what he said again, that they pulled some of the archetype changes from Season 19 into the previous like mid-season, although it wasn't mid-season, update. So with that said, they have some, some substantial, blah, 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 that's the word, changes here, particular to shotguns and glaives that Beast was talking about. So let's talk about shotguns while we're here, because th that is literally the next thing on the list, rather than glaives. This is where I refer you to Fallout plays. Uh, no, he hasn't done video. his video yet. He hasn't done his video yet. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying if you're looking at these charts and your eyes are rolling back in your head, go to Fallout Plays' channel, search his shotgun video, and it will explain what all these things mean. And now Night Team is going to attempt to explain to you what all these little things mean. No, no, Night Team is going to explain. No, literally, I'm going to explain it very easily, you know. They were previously like available to one-hit kill people. They still can, even though they, they say that they can't. I've been one-hit killed. I got shot across map by a chaperone the other day, and I was like, what? I was like miles away from you, but he still was able to shoot me in the head, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and it was all kind of the, the, the bullets, uh, the, yeah, the pellet spread. That's the word. The pellet spread was random. Now, Fallout, as Peridia said, has done many videos you on... You know, chaperones are slug, right? I know it is. I'm just saying. But even that was nerfed recently. So, as Peridia was saying, Fallout has done many videos of uh, uh, pellet spreads and, and different perks that kind of... and different barrels that kind of pull in the pellets and different things. So what Bungie have now done to really mess with you, Fallout, and everybody else, is completely change that. So we now get <laughs> pellet spreads in shapes. Oh, How cool is that? And you've got to remember what shape goes with what archetype. What's Elias handshake? What was Elias handshake? Anyone remember that? Elias handshake. I mean, what yeah. What, 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 what frame? It's an exotic armor piece. Yeah, it's a hunter exotic gauntlet. I mean, God, uh, uh, light. Um... There, there will be a hunter arm frame. Is things what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Forearm, forearm uh, specifically, I think, below the elbow. The shot package for a perk. I don't know what you're saying. Oh my god, you will hold on. Fell winters. Thank you. Fell winters lie. See, thank you. Fell winters lie. Right. That already had a hex-shaped shot package on it. Now, what frame is that? And if the frame is different, how is is it going to keep its shot package perk? 
Or is it going to go with these new spreads? Yes. Bell Winter does what it wants. As a shot, as a shot package frame. Yes. <laughs> it has its own. Oh, so it's unique anyway. Okay. Yes. So none yeah. of these changes. Okay, cool. Well, who knows, who knows what it, well, who knows what it's actually going to be? Yeah. It, it it's going to be whatever Felwinters wants to be at this point, because they've touched that gun so many times. Fair enough. But no, It'll Fallout, to, to Parody's point, Fallout did put out a new video. Uh, it was about the TWAB, and he already talked about the best shotgun next season is probably going to be precision frame shotguns, just because of this pattern right here. It's a, it's a, it's a long, oval, vertical shape, so with this pellet spread, it'll be more likely to hit Guardians with every pellet in PvP. Which one so, are you talking about? The precision? Precision, yeah. So oval-shaped ones. So it's not a circle. There's a mini circle in the middle, obviously, because that's where the, the main point is. But then it overly shoots. So if I have okay. a longer barrel, does that make me more accurate? No, but I think the idea is that, like... That, he's well, got to do another one of those videos now. <laughs> I, think, I think, yeah, Fallout is kind of practically right because a guardian is lengthwise is they're not they're not chunky wise they they are lengthwise so precision might be probably the, the best one that you're going to hit all those pellets or you've got a better chance of hitting all those pellets depending how far away you are so yeah let's go through these so we have the aggressive which is fixed evenly distributed cone which is in a hexagon this looks very pretty it's a hexagon shape Precision is the oval, and that includes duality hip fire and vertically oval. Lightweights are in a diamond. Pretty cool. Rapid fires are in a square. And slug shotguns, guess what they are in? Circle. So there you Single go. Slug. <laughs> yes, one, that's it, in your head. Yeah, so I don't understand what the outer circle is. Just could, could that one, <laughs> one go somewhere else? That, that's that's probably the RNGness of you put you put the pellet right on their face, but it might hit them in the neck or might hit them in the top of the forehead. You know, because everything is RNG in this game, every single bullet. So I mean, to, to respawn's point with the the fell winters lie, what what do they kind of? I don't know if they they fall under any kind of. Well, oh, Feral Winters, yeah. when it came out, initially came out as a hexagon shot package. Remember? When you look at the shot package perk, it says it comes out in a hexagon, more predictable pattern, right? Well, I mean, saying that, I mean, Feral Winters Lie, the impact on that is, or, sorry, the RPM on that is a 55, and the impact is 80. Although it says that it's got, it's a shot package frame, it's exactly the same as the aggressive frame shotguns. They all are uh, an RPM of 55, impact of 80, and that is Found Verdict, The Comedian, uh, and Mindbender's Ambition. So you never know yeah, where it's... when things like that are going to get touched. It could just fall into that kind of subsection of aggressive frame. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shot Package does say aggressive frame shotgun modified to have a more uniform pellet spread. So it is technically an aggressive frame. So is it going to get the... All aggressive frame shotguns now have an increased rate of fire after a kill as intended perk as well. Or is it going to like, you know, shoot twice as fast like a machine gun because it's fell winter's lion does what it wants. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Ooh. Can we put full auto on shotguns? <gasps> no, you can't. We should. You say you can't, but you don't know until it actually gets here. There's a well, no, no. If you, you if can, you remember you back, shotguns auto. were not included on the <laughs> on the full auto retrofit. I remember that. 
right? But yeah, just a, a film which is like you just hold the button down, pop, 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 pop. You're out of ammo, but I guarantee the Guardian's dead. <laughs> to me. I think the. Uh, oh, don't get me started on that. I think next season the Fourth Horseman is going to make a comeback in a in an amazing way. No. But we'll get to that in a minute. No. Okay. The dead. I think it's the dead weight from either Gambit or Dares is Fall Auto. Uh, there's, there's a couple of Fall Auto shotguns out there. I'm not saying they're worth using in PvP, but they exist. Rapid fires tend to be Fall Auto. The Matador. I've got a full auto trigger system on that. Yep, and then the Hawk Lady, what's her name? Hawk Lady. Mm-hmm. Lady with the Hawk. Lewis. Her Lewis. name is Lewis. Her name is not Lewis. <laughs> See, Lewis. the Matador is a precision frame, but that has a full, full auto trigger system. And then I have the Ikello shotgun, which again is rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, Hawthorne, thank you. Hawthorne field forward shotgun is full auto. Thank you, T-Rex. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Who still has that one kicking around? Come on now. I do. I got some good rolls on that one, as a matter of fact. Yeah, sir. The, dead, the dead weight is a rapid fire frame as well. So, yeah, that's full auto. So, yeah, the, there are, you know, rapid fire, full auto trigger systems available on some shotguns like the Matador, which, yeah, let's not talk about that. No. But if you do want to talk about them, they are getting a 5% PVE damage increase. And the reload so speed benefit for the rapid fires now always applies instead of only applying while reloading on an empty mag. So you can now shoot them even faster. The Matador is not a rapid fire frame. The Ikelos is a rapid fire frame. And so what, the... Why do you keep talking about the Matador then? Why does because, that keep coming up? Because it's got a perk on it for auto trigger system. Oh, that's why. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not, like, I have a bunch of adept Matadors and stuff. I think it's Matador. No, it's Medium. not a Matador. A comedian, it'd probably be. Because that was Let's the nightfall. Oh, Matt, yeah. oh, I have a bunch of Matadors, just not adept. I see. And then a bunch of Mindbenders adept. Okay. That's yeah. My bad. So, sidearms are now much more viable in PvP. Yeah, they are. Since the 6.2.5 buff. But this causes notable overbuffing to Drang. Yes, it did. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Allowing it to compete too far out of sidearm range so they're going to reduce the zoom stat on drang and drang baruch from 14 to 13 and hope that that does that i don't think it will i still think it's going to be very op in pvp but hey what do i know i'm just a player that gets shot in the head by it a lot it was literally yeah it was literally the only thing in trials last week and speaking of trials last week i know i joked to you guys and respawn you were like ha 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 you know you you get to go flawless blah 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 if you blah 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 and i was like yeah you know it's, if if i was communicating with the team i'd and, and carve out a bit of time so i carved out a bit of time on tuesday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did not go flawless but i got six wins and i was so close but it, starting out in trials and i got i think i think the first game i lost and i was like you know because i wasn't in it to to get to the lighthouse. Was so, it capture the zone last week? Yes. I was in that's it. Why, just, that's the best time to play. I was in it to get just the whistle swim because I needed to get to rank 16 to get the, mm-hmm. the bow because that's the only thing I kind of wanted this season from that. But then yeah. after that, I won six games in a row. And I'm not oh. saying I was the best player, but there were amazing people. Hey, I was a part of six games in a row that had been won yes. on my card. Exactly. <laughs> and I got to the seventh game and I was like, 
Oh my god, I, I, I could go. To- <laughs> you I, could, I know, you, you know, when see, you think that, you know you that that's see, it. It's over. Yeah, you can see the lighthouse in the distance. You're like, I can see it. I can, I can, I can smell the air. I can smell the nice sun. Only sun his chest same waiting guy for me. I got on the game six that just went in and decimated the opposite team on my team for the seventh game. Oh. Unfortunately, he wasn't around even around for the seventh game. I just what's his game? Was his name ZK Mushroom? It, it was. Well, I don't know what it was, but he was like, "Are you guys going to catch up with me and kill anybody yet?" Like uh-uh. we were just coming no. out of spawn, and he killed all three. We're like, "Okay, yeah. this is how this is going to go down." Yeah, no, absolutely. Our our job, sir, is not to die, so you can carry us to victory. That's that's what we're here for. <laughs> but drank, see, like, people like him, like I, I bring him up because him and a few other YouTubers that I've been paying attention to, and yes, they're PvP YouTubers. And even though I don't play, you know the whole "know thine enemy" is still a thing, right? Um, <laughs> they have a tendency to to like keep creating new accounts because what they like to do is they like to go incognito. And have these competitions where they carry people to the lighthouse and the people don't know who they are, right? Yeah. And then when they're like that, oh, guess what? Ha, oh, my name isn't Todd. It's ZK Mushroom. They're like, oh, ZK Mushroom. No you right? But here you got Todd, right, who just started the game, has, like, blue weapons and whatnot, just railing your team, and you have no idea what's going on. And it turns out it's one of these high-class YouTubers that are just playing games and carrying people to the lighthouse, and you're the victim, you know? I'm just like, Ugh. you know, and they have so many of these that even if they go to the lighthouse, they switch to Todd. Todd goes to the lighthouse. Now they got Kevin. Kevin goes to the lighthouse. Well, here's Bill. Bill goes to the lighthouse. Well, so they got all right. these characters that aren't being put in the flawless only pool that you have to deal with. I don't really. I think there's enough better players than me that I don't ever feel like this is going to be an issue for me never no. in my life. There, there, there are plenty of people who are better than this than me who don't need to be world class PVP players. Exactly. But yes, I was I was just kind of pointing out that Drang last week and was very potent and a lot of people were using it. I stuck with my Le Monarch and Auto Rifle build, and I think I did quite well on a Titan. I'm getting getting the use of like not holding it with uh Oath Keepers and just getting the one shot off. So I, I feel I'm improving. You know. Yeah, I did feel a bit cheating with the double storm grenades on um, Armamentarium, <laughs> but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. Use use them while they're good. The it's other the weapon, use it. The other weapon that was kind of rearing its head last week, which I was thinking, oh my god, I can't believe that shot me from that distance, is the main ingredient. And Bungie also agree with me that that weapon is like <laughs> it just keeps getting nerfed, and you can't kill the daggum thing. Well, no, no, they are. They're going to reduce the stability. Yeah, from but they've nerfed it, and nerfed it, and nerfed it, and nerfed it. They haven't given it a buff in a while. They just keep nerfing it. We don't need and the buff. Nerf it just doesn't seem to be enough. Well, they are. They're going to reduce the stability from forty-nine to thirty-five, and reduce the aim assist stat from fifty-nine to forty-five, and hope that it goes from being slightly out of band into band, and it's still usable for good players, but not, you know, over the top for just average players, I guess. Uh-huh. Now, what I noticed when I was playing is everybody and their grandma is using Wither Horde. Everybody. Like, mm-hmm. just every game I played, no matter what corner you turn, there's a Wither Horde puddle just kind of hanging out, right? Now, did I hate the Wither Horde in PvP? Actually, no. I thought it was being used really well as, as a zone denier to funnel you where they want you to go, and I think it's really good gameplay that they do that. But... I don't think it deserved the nerf that Bungie just did to it. 
and I think it's is it a global nerf or just a PvP nerf? I don't know. Well, but I think it's a global nerf, right? Why don't you tell about the glaives first? Because we're there. Because well, we've we got glaives okay. and hand we the glaives, got glaives yeah. and hand cannons and things to get through first. I don't know yet. I haven't read okay. that far. But I haven't sure finished enough. the fusion so, rifle. Can I tell people about the fusion rifle reticles? Don't react much to changing accuracy during firing or jumping. They're going to rebuild the fusion rifle hip fire reticle so that it reacts to changes in the accuracy cone, if that makes sense. So jumpy jumpy it's going to do stuff let me get this straight i i've been shooting people that were using sniper rifles linear fusions and now fusions and they weren't actually you know taking that fire to to knock the reticle off me and that's why they were able to kill me in one shot all this time were you you jumpy jumping because if you were jumpy jumping absolutely not absolutely not who jumped were they jumpy jumpy no they were they were pre-firing walking around the corner and wasting me while i lay into them with many bullets and they go yeah i i ate your bullets mm, 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 they're tasty that's like you may have a lot of bullets but i just need the one <laughs> well one team of bullets really for a fusion rifle so yeah you, t- you, you t- tell me about glaze and their so. and their hit registration right. glaze projectiles have not hit our quality bar for hit registration yet so we, we <laughs> them. yay uh now are they talking about the projectiles or the melees because the projectiles hit the melees are sketchy uh, well, well, apparently neither are the projectiles hitting either, so two for two. Okay. Uh, we are, we're also loosening the restrictions on some melee damage exotics. See, we're loosening the restrictions on some melee exotics and have adjusted base melee damage and some PvE damage scalers to avoid degenerate damage multipliers. A.K.A. Guys, you can use glaives with exotic wep- uh, exotic uh, gloves, though, or exotic Gauntlets. armor. Gauntlets. But, but. Be the word you're looking for. Right, gauntlets. Uh, anyway. Um, Glade projectiles have been adjusted for more reliable hit detections over the network. Glaive melee attacks can now benefit from exotic armor perks on Syntheseps, Worm Yay. God Caress, Yay. and Winter's Guile. Now, Yay. I don't know what the last two do. I know Syntheseps is dangerous. When I saw this, I was like, oof. That's going to hurt in PvP. I don't know what the other two, though. What are the other two? Anybody know? Well, the Winter's Guile is the Warlock, and the Worm God Caress is the Titan. And the Worm God Caress is melee kills increase melee damage for a period of time. Additional kills extend the duration and increase the effects. So that's your Worm God Caress. So it's like like a rampage for melees. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and Winter's Guile has the Warlord's Sigil perk, which eliminating enemies with melee attacks increases your melee damage. Same thing. All right, gotcha. So use it, keep using it better. Mm-hmm. And if you use it with our solar melee, that if you were lucky enough to get from Vow of the Disciple, that has both Grave Robber solar melee. and so, You mean Solar Glaive. The Solar gotcha. Glaive. That's gotcha. what I said. No, you said melee. You said solar melee, and I was very confused how you were doing melees at raids. The the solar glaive from Vile the Disciple can roll, or if you can craft it, to have both Swashbuckler and Grave Robber. So you fire off a couple of rounds, you kill something with it, it auto-fills your magazine, and now you have max damage stacks, and you add it with one of these, Worm God Caress or Winter's Guile. That's a potent, potent combination. Or at least it would have been had they not nerfed both glaives and exotics. And we're going to see what happens. You're talking about the Lubre's Ruin, yes? Mm. Yes, that's exactly yes. what I'm talking about. Good. Uh, okay, Glaive melee damage multipliers reduced by 25 to 
against champions, mini bosses, bosses, and vehicles. That is yeah. not a small debuff, guys. Yeah, like, but I think the thing is, you could just stand there and just tank the, yeah. the poor old champions and beat them into submission. They don't no, want videos of people six manning raid bosses with glaives. That's no. what this is. Yeah, but you can't. Okay, so glaives give you a little bit of extra uh, damage mitigation. And if you can time the shield perfectly, sure. I get that, right? But you but, can still do that now. They're not saying you can't do that. But you But they've reduced the damage by one fourth to one third. No, the percent. damage multiplier is reduced. Still, that's a lot. That is that is a big debuff, guys. Yeah, but if you're still doing and, what and you're doing, then you can still you do it. Normally, use it on. You know, normally I use a glaive on champions. That that's the primary use for me. For but a they're not saying, look, champions. there's not a line underneath going respawn. You cannot use this now. No, it's just that you'd be an idiot on if his you copy did. There is. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not even saying that. It's saying you can still do this, but this is what it's mm-hmm. being reduced to. Like damage against major and minor enemies is unchanged. Well, well there you go. Glaive melee base damage is reduced. So yep. even the base damage is reduced oh. from 75 to 67. Base damage that's is reduced. Not, damage multipliers are reduced. It's all reduced. Are people really out here like wailing on bosses with glaives? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Dude. Oh, I, oh, my God, yeah. You know, and then like I in, mean, in of a all lot your of these options, raids where you have like unstoppables, that unstoppable pops up. You shoot him three times with a glaive. His health is low enough for you to just finish him off when you walk up to him. Oh, absolutely, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess okay. that's what you do if you don't have storm grenades. So hand cannons, they've updated the stats for hand cannons that used to be lightweights and are now adaptives. We didn't touch Rose because Rose is that new hand cannon that's, I say new, reprised hand cannon that is coming back next week for the competitive mm-hmm. playlist in PvP. And you can get new three team. a week, one per character. Mm. So that now that Rose is returning, they've adjusted its stats for a smoother reintegration. So they've updated Rose stats to work for an adaptive hand cannon. So does that mean that the one that you've got in your collections will be updated as well? Would that kind of be retroactive? That would be nice to know if if somebody we'll goes, well, I don't here. like... Tuesday, let's, let's look at what's in our inventory and compare it to these numbers. Yeah, because <laughs> if somebody's work. like, I don't like what you've done with Rose here, I'll go back and pull out the old one and it's doing something different. That's a thing, Bungie. So it would be nice to know if it's kind of a cross-board. But anyway... They've increased the range from 38 to 43, reduced stability from 45 to 40, and reduced the handling from 68 to 60. And the airborne effectiveness is 20. Okay, because we, we need to know that because they're still going to go on about airborne effectiveness. But just, just the thing is, range. these are the base range, stability, and handling stats. Again, you can put mods on there. You can put uh, masterworks on there. The barrels and grips and things will also change this. So. Those are just the base ones. Yeah. Well, w- once we get to the mobs, the mods, sorry, you're going to see the mods and hand cannons next season are coming back with revenge. Okay. Like some of these mods that are, that are going to work with hand cannons, just you it's going to make them so excited about ridiculous. different things. We're jumping all over the place, but I want to talk about blinding. Well, we just talked about hand cannons. And I want to know why they didn't talk about that right there. They just talked about the rose and not the rest. We're, we're going over these things. First. That's in the mod section. You said it yourself. Yeah. Mods have their own section. Grenade launchers, the queen's breaker and grand over. Sure. Let, used... let me, let me do stuff. No. The Queen Breaker and Grand Overture all previously um, used old blinding green effects. 
which have affected some players and could feel jarring and pose some photosensitivity concerns. I like to say photosensitivity concerns. That's the word. Photosensitivity, yes. I said it in the end. Leave me be. Flashy, flashy is bad, bad. Yes, it upset people. So they're mm -hmm. going to switch these to the new arc blind effect, which has significantly reduced screen effect brightness and is overall less intrusive. Still does a thing where you're kind of blind, so it's a good thing. Kind Weapon of blind? Mods. Yeah. Weapon I was mods. practicing with Micah in, in 1v1s to see the different effects the different things do that we always argue about. And when he shoulder charged me as an arc titan, I couldn't see anything until I was already dead. Because he hits you, he blinds you, he knocks you in the air, and by the time you land on the ground, he follows it up and you're dead. So you're blind until you die. <laughs> Does he hit you with the Boudicacy? Uh, no, he just double melees me. He does the shoulder <laughs> charge and then just melees me again, and I'm done. It's the game over. I just want to hear people to hear Boudicca see in his voice. That's all. Oh, well. And weapon mods that increase the effects of the weapons perks do not make for interesting decisions. So we've made a long-awaited and long-requested change for them. So now we're talking about some mods. So these are the mods that you can put, like the Dragonfly spec, the Rampage spec, the Surrounded spec. These perks now have their spec mods behavior enabled by default so they're upping what kind of the dragonfly does now so they've made be... the mods the default behavior so they can get rid of the mods well yeah that's basically well no okay. they've made the, the no, that's the... exactly what they did yeah basically they talked about this like a million years ago. Yeah, basically saying this is silly. They're too weak without the mods. If you're going to use it, you're going to use the mods. So let's just make the base ones same as the mods. So it's finally here. Go back six months to hear what they talked about originally. But yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, the Dragonfly spec mod is being taken away. So it's just going to be the Dragonfly perk on the weapon will do what the Dragonfly mod perk did. Yeah. And the rampage spec we're not will just the now same be thing a fourth time. Yep. yep. Yes. No. But I'm saying it's not a mod now. I'm saying it's it's the perk. No. They removed the mods and made the slap you. <laughs> yes. If yes. you have so rampage fast. on a yeah, if you have rampage on a weapon, it will work as if you had the mod on without needing the mod. Same for dragonfly and surrounded. Well, okay then. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna get upset that I'm reading everything and telling people the things, you can continue with perks. You've gotten used to rec recording everything offline and hanging out by yourself. You forgot this is a team effort. Parody and I have just been commenting on what you're saying. You're not giving us a job to do, bro. All right? I like to read. All right? I'm staying quiet for the rest of the 12. Then. And even if I don't like to read, sometimes I just hate your voice. Fair uh, enough. Everyone loves his voice. Uh, <laughs> um, Headseeker. Headseeker has been boring and and a questionably useful perk on most pulse rifles for quite what, a while. What, 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 what about, do you want? What, what about air assault? Are we just going to skip air assault? He's skipping air did assault. Did I skip it? Yeah. You sure did. We, we, we just oh, started. I did. I'm so sorry. Okay, my you bad. Gotta, you got to take it from the top. All right. And yeah, three, no, my bad. two, one. Action. Reworks. We're not happy how the prior redesign of air assault turned out, so we've taken a second pass at it. It now directly rewards success and is much more dependable for players. Air Assault now, and this is Tuesday, not now, now grants a stacking bonus to airborne effectiveness. A maximum of, you ready? Two stacks. I know, right? Just woohoo! Two stacks! 
That's crazy. One per final blow and two per airborne final. Each stack is about 30 aerial effectiveness. So, yo, that's what I'm talking about. So can you get plus 60 in total? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's confusing. They first said two stacks, and then they said a stack for final blow and then two per airborne final. So So you could get 90, no? Mm, I'm still going to say 60 because... You can well, one, get two stacks one per if your final, final blow, blow. I have no uh, idea, man. One per final this blow. Is two per airborne f- final. Okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. Two is a lot of stacks. Oh, now, yeah. please, please make a video. Explain <laughs> it to me. Like and five. Thank you. Uh, Headseeker has been a boring and questionably useful perk on most pulse rifles for quite a while. So we have redesigned it as well. Body shots now increase your precision multiplier and increase aim assist. Additional body shots reset the timer to one. It has a 0.55 base timer. Body shots while Headseeker is active reset the timer. So this is very similar to the Fate of All Falls perk <coughs> that's on the Jade Rabbit. So chaining body shots to gain bonus damage on your next position. Uh, that, that was the old Jade Rabbit, buddy. No, that's still what it is now. Yeah, but by the time this comes out, it will no longer be that. Fair enough. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Encore. See this. Is this? Okay. Encore's initial implementation was a little complex and fiddly to use. So we've redesigned that one too. Final blows now grant stacks of Encore and stacks grant increased stability, range, and accuracy. Body shot final blows grant one stack. Precision final blows grant two stacks and with a maximum of four stacks. Last seven seconds. The enhanced last 7.5 seconds. So, yo, go get that enhanced. That, whew, that's a big, up, that's a big upgrade. Um, either way, uh, they refresh, uh, final blows refresh this timer. Now, each stack, again, you can get four of these. Each stack gives you 8 stability up to 24, I believe, 5 range up to 20, and 1.25 accuracy up to 5% total, right? So each stack gives you 8 stability, 5 range, and 1.25% accuracy times 4, and you get those big numbers. That's kind of nutty. And especially if it lasts seven seconds, you could easily pick up another kill in PvP with that. So this round, barring anything else, is going to make hand cannons come back so much worse than what they've been so far. You know? Well, at the moment... their stability and their range and their accuracy by that much? Golly! So like most of Destiny. At the moment, the on-position kills gives 10 range per stack and up to 30 range on three stack. And on non-precision kills, it removes one stack. And if at zero stacks, it improves the accuracy and grants 30 stability last seven seconds. So they've taken down the range, but they've given you that extra bit of stability. And accuracy. And as we all know, accuracy means a smaller cone means more aim assist, right? So the more these stacks you you get, the the more range you get, the more stability you get, and the more aim assist you get per stack. That's crazy. That is that is going to be absolutely bananas. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm saying hand cannons specifically, but Encore rolls on auto rifles. It rolls on 
pulse rifles. It rolls on a lot of different weapons. You can get Encore on a lot of weapons, right? But I just don't think it's going to have the same effect on, let's say, an auto rifle as it will on a hand cannon. You know, I could be wrong. We might be going back into an auto rifle or a scout rifle or a pulse rifle meta next season because of Encore. But I just think it's more dangerous on hand cannons than the other ones I mentioned. But we'll see. Moving on. Seraph rounds. Seraph rounds will be appearing on more weapons next season. But in its current form, it is the strongest magazine perk by a large margin. So we've pulled it back a little bit and made it more of a trade-off. So they removed the 10% range scaler and now give it plus 7% stability and 3 range. So... Eh, for for those of you that don't know Seraph Rounds, Seraph Rounds come on the uh the 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 weapons that come from the uh the, the, the brain, Achilles the robot weapons. brain. Huh? Are those on the Achilles weapons? Achilles, thank you. Robot uh war warmind is what I was trying to think. The warmind themed weapons, right? So shotgun, uh the submachine gun, the sniper rifle. It was really good on the sniper rifle if you had that in four times the charm and then Whatever it was, really that I was like the god roll, and then what else do they have? They don't have an auto rifle, do they? Yeah, they do have an auto rifle, but I don't think that one gets Seraph rounds, does it? Don't know. Anyway, so Seraph rounds is really, really good on Aikilos weapons. So now it's less good. It it uh, removed that way buffed up range of ten and loaded it to three. But see, it, it says it removed ten percent range scaler. And gave it right. plus three range. Now, I don't know how those interact with each other. The percentage range scaler versus a flat three range, right? I'm not sure how, how big of a nerf that is. But you're getting a lot more stability, too. So what you lose in range, you're making up for in stability plus a smidge range. So. And I'm curious what they're going to roll on. Because it says they'll be appearing more next season. So, Or does that mean those weapons, war mine weapons, are coming back into the pool? Are they going to slap those onto... The new seasonal activity, you know, where are those, where are those. I'm thinking the second thing. I'm thinking because it said it's going to appear on more weapons, not those weapons are going to appear more often. So, right, yeah, I'm thinking more weapons are going to be, get to use it besides Warmind. Well, funny thing is, and I'm, I'm going to mention this because I've I've got a video in the show notes for it, is that the people have been like guessing at what's coming next season, and there's been a large. I'd say a large following of people going, it's got to be something to do with Rasputin. And here are the things, you know, the sweeper bots in the Elixir quarter, they've got the Rasputin symbol on it. But what was quite funny, I saw a video from Travy Dead, uh, basically saying Bungie leaked the Rasputin a year ago. And he takes you back through the Witch Queen reveal, <laughs> which happened like over a year ago. And literally, when they were going through the weapons, and how they were going to do the forge and the um, enclave and things like that of the different weapons that were coming back. They featured the, the like the seventh serif weapon sets and like hinted at Rasputin there and then way back when that this would be coming. We haven't had those seventh serif weapons yet to kind of go into the enclave. So if they said in the Witch Queen reveal, then it's this is the last season. So. You know, he got things right. Yeah, it's, it, they kind of teased it a year ago, and we completely missed it, as we all do. Very interesting. Oh, well, T-Rex said he saw it. Well, T-Rex did tell us to tell people. Oh, did he? Oh, nice. No, he didn't. Um, I'm saying. 
You can't hang on to that information, T-Rex, and don't tell the people. You see that, T-Rex? You had it, and you didn't share it with us. You're a bad person. You didn't make we, your own video like the other guy did. It's very cranky if, if you don't share information with them. Oh, I ooh, if you have info and you don't tell me, I, I'm very upset at you. That's true. That's 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 IRL. Just just keep in mind. But uh, yeah, so what I miss, what, what makes seven Seraph weapons amazing is the Seraph rounds, which now got nerf buffed, kind of whatever. But Thanks. the the war mine cells. I know I know a lot of the new light players have no idea what I'm talking about. But Seraph seven weapons and solar weapons had a chance to drop something called a war mine cell. It looked like a little tiny sun, right? Uh, bigger than like a moat of light, but smaller than like a solar grenade, right? And big red ball. That that little ball could do so many things. It could weaken enemies. It could buff you up. It could increase your fire speed. It could explode. You could pick it up and throw it like a bomb. I mean, you could do all kinds of things with this little warmind cell. And depending on your build. It was it was just devastating, right? Warmind cells were amazing, and then Bungie tried to get rid of warmind cells by bringing in wells. Nobody liked wells, so then they had to nerf warmind cells into well, the they, ground. They, no, they forced us to use wells. They adjusted the warmind cells, but they did that. I think that was at the beginning of Witch Queen or the season just before, because I think they knew what was coming at the end of Witch Queen, which is this season coming up, with potentially more warmind cell builds coming back to the forefront, and. With that, if you are missing out on Warmine cell mods, check Ada One in the tower and the gunsmith, like literally weekly, because they will kind of uh, tell you or give you kind of the mods if you're new to the game. And also, I think Andy in our chat posted a link, didn't he, um, Perry? Did you, you saw that one? Because I think you commented on it. Yes. Yeah, about what um, mods are coming, what weeks? Yes. No. There's a yeah. there's a mod. Um, kind of checker that you can kind of set yourself up to kind of put in your kind of gamer tag and it will notify you when a mod that you don't have any mod that you don't have comes up and who's selling it that day in the tower so I, if i can find it Dest destinyreminders.net there you go so if you go to destinyreminders.net you can look at Ada, Banshee, you know, Zer. If if it's got your lost sectors, if you're saying, "Hey, I want to, I want to make sure I get to Arms Day in the lost sector," you can set one up for that. Exo challenges, scanner augments, nightmare hunts, ascendant challenges, blind well bosses. I mean, there's a number of things here. You basically say, like, "Hey, I want to go see what Ada One's selling," and it will list all of the mods Ada One can sell. So if there's one you've been hunting, you can say, "Hey, let me know when this pops up," and it will send you a little notification. And go, hey, this is available. Buy it today in this 24 hours before the next daily reset, or you have to wait till it comes up again, which could be a very long time. So yeah, destinyreminders.net, all one word. I'm there, but I'm not really seeing what you're talking about. Cause like it says Banshee current, like I go to 801, right? Because there are some mods mm -hmm. that even I don't have. It's like one right. or two that I'm missing. So and I so go to current right hand corner. Top so, right hand so, corner, there's a little so symbol. Click on. Yeah. So 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 say you want the uh we'll say you want the Aiden. The ardent oh, orange. Oh, you have to sign in. Ardent oh, or okay, okay. No, you don't. You don't. Well, I mean, oh, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I did it previously. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, so you do have to. Yeah. Right. So you do have to sign in with your Bungie.net account, which I apparently did at some point. Then if you go to A to one and say Bountiful Wells, I, I've been trying to find Bountiful Wells. So you click on that in the list, and then it says email. Put in your email address, and it will send you an email when Bountiful Wells is available. Rinse and repeat for anything else you're hunting for. 
I like it. Yeah. It's just taking too long to sign in. There we go. All right. <laughs> All yeah, right. So I must oh, sign okay. in when he sent it originally. So yeah, destinyreminders.net. And thank you, Andy13, from the land down under for this important information because this is not a thing I, oh, I wow. realized it existed. really highlights for super you. handy. Yeah. yeah. It's not just mods. It's like, oh man, it's not even just yeah. mods. It's like... All like the Nightfall, the ordeal. It tells you what you need to do to get the ordeal done. Wandering Nightmare. Oh man, this is yeah. I've got Nightmare Hunts. I haven't done properly. Crotus, oh, yeah. Zydron, Fogoth, Gold, and Tannix. Oh, Apparently, that's not a reminder. Yeah. All right, cool. And because I know somebody's going to ask, DestinyReminders.net. It will be in the show notes. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Yeah, but if they do come back. Public service announcement. If what Night Demon says is correct and we do start seeing Warmind builds again, if you don't have Warmind mods, don't shoot the Warmind cell. Oh it's not yours. You well, no, if it's it. yours. No, if it's yours and you made it, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, if you made if it, you do whatever you want. But if it's not yours, leave it alone. Because the person that made this mod, uh, made this Warmind cell, his mods are, are, are doing things with this cell. Okay, and if you blow it up and you don't have any mods, you've negated everything he's trying to do. Okay, leave it alone. You didn't make it. It's not yours. Don't touch it. Walk away. Right. I know seeing it is very tempting. Believe me. Mm -hmm. Leave it alone. (laughs) The more you keep repeating yourself, I feel a song coming on. Oh, you can't tell me what to do. I can't tell you what to do. vision. Tunnel Vision plus Kill Clip not being refreshable while active has always been counterintuitive. So we've now set them up to allow that. That being said, this makes Kill Clip too strong compared to other damage perks, so we pulled it back a little bit. Duration of these buffs can now be refreshed if activated while already active. That is huge. I don't think you guys realize how big a deal that is. But to compensate... They've reduced kill clip damage from 33% to 25%. It's still big. It's just not as big as it was. It's, it, that could very well change TTK of a lot of weapons in PvP. But still, the fact that you can refresh without it you know, going away is kind of awesome. I do dig it. Uh, and what that means is tunnel vision, tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is the more kills you get, the better your stability and stuff. Right. After reloading with six seconds of a weapon kill, uh, reloading after defeating a target greatly increases target acquisition and ADS speed for a short duration. So it basically gives you twenty percent aim downside speed. Yeah. yeah, it gives you twenty percent to aim. Or uh, sorry, oh, don't refresh on me, game. Twenty to aim assist, a minus twenty to your accuracy cone size, handling and, and you're handling ADS only for five seconds. It gives you a buff that cannot be refreshed until now. Nice. And the enhanced version is your buff duration is increased. Uh, Redirection. And redirection is a perk we discussed a couple weeks back when we were talking about the Deep Stone Crypt weapons. It's uh, you do damage to rank and file enemies. And when you start to fire on the yellow bar, you get increased damage on that yellow bar based on how many stacks you've got. Okay. So redirection didn't use our standard method for checking for weak versus strong enemies. So we've changed it to be consistent with other perks since it'll be appearing on more weapons. Nice. Now builds stacks against red bar enemies and consumes them on everything else. That's cool. <laughs> I.e. 
matches minor spec and other perks that use similar language, which also means it's going to be useless in in-game activities where you have hardly any red bars. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Uh, buffs. Parody? I think it's your turn to talk a little bit. All the buffs. We want players to be able to use the Hake Breach Armament Origin Trait to bring down the Ward of Dawn, the Well of Radiance, and the Stasis Crystals in PvP. So they're increasing the damage versus the Ward of Dawn and Well of Radiance sword by 30%, 60% if you have the Artifact mod installed, equipped, whatever. Your damage bonus against Stasis Crystals has been increased by 15% with both base and the Artifact mod, so 15% across the board no matter what you do. Your Compulsive Reloader, which which I am a Compulsive Reloader, your speed benefit is enjoyable. You skipped one, but um, oh my god, I did. I even use my favorite things, on, on the, <laughs> but no, on the th- talking about what you just said, right now, mm-hmm. for for the sword, I get because some people shoot the sword, some people are brave enough to take on a warlock in his well, right? Because if you can do about 420 damage, you can one shot him no matter what, so the well does nothing to help him. But a bubble, if I see a bubble titan, my my, my little hunter brain isn't thinking, gee. I wonder if I can destroy the bubble. <laughs> no, I'm staying away from the Titan until he's done doing whatever he wants to do. I'm not thinking, you know what? I'll just pull out my pulse rifle and I'll take down a Titan bubble with a hockey pulse rifle. No, well, I don't no, know you, why you, they you, did this. They'll use a hockey auto rifle, obviously. Even an auto rifle, rifle, dude. You know, okay. A hockey rocket launcher, I can see that. Hockey grenade launcher, I can see that. But like an auto rifle or a pulse rifle or a scout rifle or a sidearm or a head cannon. <laughs> Let's take down a Titan bubble with six auto rifles, you know? It's just, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense why they would make this kind of change, man. And why mm-hmm. hockey specifically? What, what does hockey do? Breach armaments? So what does breach armaments come on? Is that the origin trait? Yeah, it is yeah. origin trait. Yes, it is. So mm-hmm. does that origin trait come on all their weapons, including rocket launchers? Yeah, breach armament is this weapon deals increased damage against vehicles, turrets, barricades, and stasis crystals. Fifteen percent increased damage against vehicles and constructions or constructs. Thirty percent increased damage against turrets, barricades, and stasis crystals. Yeah. So, okay. So it, it does it come does on rocket launchers. Yes, so, I see. It does come on rocket launchers. All right. Cool. So it's a straight, it's a straight buff to what it does. I mean, mm-hmm. it says it does this thing. Now it's going to do that thing better. So you right. should be thrilled. It's a straight buff. Just a buff. Straight buff, but unless it's on a rocket launcher, which it is, I'll give you that. Yeah. Or a grenade launcher, which yeah. I don't know. It's apparently, on, I don't have any hockey grenade launchers. It's on that the doesn't make thing. any sense. <laughs> it's like let's challenge a Titan bubble with a pulse rifle. You're gonna well, die, I mean, dude. Well, I I don't think it's necessarily they're not like specifically buffing it for that, but they're buffing it against all these things, which include bubbles and swords, bubbles and and War of Dawn swords, not regular swords. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Like, you know, it, it buffs it against all these things. Those things are in, you know, it's just like when you when you give a, you know, a buff to an entire archetype of weapon, every weapon gets that buff. You give it to this or, or origin trait, it's going to work in everywhere the origin trait works. And now they're just like, maybe let's make it work a little bit better for this. Because maybe there's something coming in the next season that uh, it would be beneficial to take those down more. Maybe there's some sort of activity where it would be beneficial for us to be able to get into bubbles or take down wells. Or maybe there's a mechanic and they're like, we know you're just going to pop down bu- bubbles and wells and we're really tired of you all doing that. So we're going to make it uh, easier for something to defeat it. 
maybe those big giant angry cabal will have hockey origin things on their weapons and uh nukas that way in lifefall what about the uh the 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 light bearing hive to to trying to remember do any of those guys pop a bubble no they throw shields at you that's or right they would have gone good against those guys honestly so yeah all right cut shot straight is when you skip by the way mm-hmm. which is one that they tweaked the audio on that i had never heard because who pays attention to audio uh it shipped a little weak on auto rifles and uh so we've bumped it up a little they increased the body shot damage 10% to 20%. So auto rifles with a gut shot straight, going to get a buff. Fine. Great. Assuming I have any left because I was deleting them all because I didn't know what that perk did. <laughs> Compulsive reloader. Your reload speed benefit is enjoyable, but on certain weapon types, doesn't remain active deep enough into the magazine, making it very silly. It now remains active halfway down, or sorry, remains active down to half ammo. So the first half of your clip, whatever that clip size is on whatever weapon with your compulsive reloader, the first half of it is going to give you that reload speed buff. Fun. Good times. The high impact frame intrinsic perk can be a little hard to use since it switches off with a little movement. We've tweaked this so that slow movement, like crouching or strafing, doesn't deactivate the perk. So yeah, you can now allow a small amount of movement with the high impact frame intrinsic perk. Or, you know, you will on Tuesday. Ambitious Assassin's recent adjustment gives it a remarkably high potential for overflowing a magazine. Mm-hmm. But in areas with sparse enemies, it can be hard to chain kills quickly enough to actually get much benefit from it. So they've given you two extra seconds. So the allowed time between kills goes from five to seven seconds for your Ambitious Assassin to hopefully let you be a little more ambitious with your assassinations. Well-rounded. The duration was increased from 10 to 15 seconds, stacking the effect timer Sorry, stacking the effect still resets the timer. Anybody remember what well-rounded does? Well-rounded is throwing a grenade or hitting a target with a charged melee grants a stacking bonus to weapon stability, handling, and range. Using a super grants maximum stacks. Uh, so you're going to have more, more seconds to use that. Excellent. You get 10 range, 10 stability, and 10 handling per stack, and it lasts for 10 seconds. And they're an enhanced buff. Is increased to 11 seconds. Yeah, so it'll now be 15 seconds at base, so 16 seconds enhanced. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, enhanced, because when you hear Night Demon say it, it gets stuck into your brain that way. Recombination has some reliability issues, so we've made some tweaks and adjusted the damage. This was important since it's now going to be available on new weapons. So they've tweaked it to make it function in PvP as intended. And now grants a 100% bonus damage at max stacks in PvE and 50% bonus damage in PvP. Respawn, what does Recombination do? Elemental final blows increase the damage of this weapon's next shot. So uh, mainly this is found on the kinetic versions of the Deep Stone Crypt weapons, which is the shotgun and the, and the sniper. So the more damage you do with an element-based weapon... Next time you pull this gun out, depending on how many stacks you've gained, that first shot's going to do hella extra damage. The numbers to which he just told you. Yeah, and now you can be more extra damage and work in PvP. Now, for a moment of zen, here zen moment will provide you an extraordinarily strong, if not well understood, redirection to recoil angle, but missing would reset the perk completely, making it difficult to sustain. So your Zen moment will no longer re- will no longer deactivate on a miss, and now has a one-second timer. This 
is going to make auto rifles so much better. <laughs> and gut shot straight, too. Gut shot straight. Well, for the body shots, but you're still trying to aim for the head. Well, I don't know. You are just firing randomly with a weapon that never runs out of ammo. So, I don't know. You do you. But oh, for the most of us, firing. I think we're still trying to hit the head. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. But, I mean, there's a lot of extra body there, too. That's true. <laughs> you're just firing. You're not really, you don't really care what you're firing at. You're just firing and making the thing you're firing at no longer be there. As part of the Divinity rework this season, we looked at other related hiccups, including rewind rounds. Uh, they were now they should now work as intended when hitting the cage created by the divinity. So rewind rounds were broken by the divinity thing. And for those that don't know, rewind rounds mm -hmm. are refill your magazine upon emptying the magazine based on how many shots you've landed. So um, there are a couple of notable weapons that have this, like oh I don't know, vault of glass machine gun <laughs> that you can unload on an enemy. And when your magazine's dry, instead of you having a five-minute reload animation, it'll just give you a bunch of rounds based on how many rounds you've landed during this magazine. So it's an incredibly powerful perk if you've never used it. Hmm. So those come from the VOG weapons, Volta Glass? Yeah. Ah, okay. That explains why I don't have any of them. Oh, and apparently it also comes on the No Time to Explain, so I lied. I do have a weapon with it. So yeah, your, your No Time to Explain will also benefit if you're using that with divinity somewhere your genesis has always refilled the weapon ammo on breaking shields on pve but not in pvp so they've now determined this is a safe call to remove this restriction so now your genesis perk will work in pvp do you know why this is one of the worst decisions they can make um i don't know but i bet you're gonna tell me yeah so What's what's a weapon archetype that can drop with Genesis? Um, shotgun. And? Sure, yeah. More grenade shotguns. launchers? Grenade launchers, yeah. Specifically, breach load grenade launchers? Double right. ruined sidearm? Well, it's important because the, the breach load grenade launchers that have this perk, basically, you shoot a Guardian, and if, by some chance, you haven't killed him, you now have a second round in the chamber automatically mm -hmm. so that's that's a boom boom kind of you know the guardians it, it's gonna make this if you were already having a problem with grenade launchers and pvp this just made your day so much worse <laughs> i think my problem with the grenade launchers is limited by the ammo economy so whether you can kill one person or two people really quick i'm not really worried about it I'd be more curious what, what else you could, it can roll on. Ammo economy, almost everybody in PvP runs with a special weapon. So if I kill you, I pick up a special brick, and if I have a scavenger, I get two rounds back. Two or three rounds back, right? So ammo economy really doesn't affect this much. you know. Now, if you miss, you whiff it, yeah, then it's going to affect you, right? But no, this 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 made grenade launchers far more deadly in PvP than it did before. Because instead of having to swap weapons and clean up the kill, they don't even need to swap weapons. They can just fire the grenade launcher a second time and clean it up. So, yeah. <laughs> That's another reason oh, yeah, for me to stay the hell out of PvP. Oh, right. Yeah, I was thinking heavy weapons, not uh, special breach loaders. Okay. I just looked. I have it on nothing at all. So clearly I'm not going to benefit from this. One quiet moment. That's something 
anyone could benefit from if it you know did something useful. Uh, it wasn't really doing its job, providing fast reloads out of combat where players had dealt with all nearby threats. So now it, it has a factor react. Yeah, it has a faster reactivation after a final blow. So maybe you don't have to run into a corner, sit there, build a fire, you know, make some hot chocolate, then it'll reload for you. Maybe it'll be quicker now. And Gun and Run was hard to trigger in PvP or encounters with few enemies, so we decided that half the number of final blows was needed to activate it when going up against most enemy types. So your Gun and Run from Gambit, which uh, nobody has but me, will be more beneficial to you other places. I don't say that. I have some Gun and Run stuff from Gambit because, well, you know, ladies you and gentlemen. last week to get your, get your weekly I, challenges I, done. I, I did play <laughs> you tell him you didn't play enough pvp to get it when it was up there uh, uh one gambit not pvp and two i i have piles of gun and run things oh. piles of things with the origin trade on it i i had i did this week play enough gambit to reset my rank and then unfortunately poor old mr blue screen decided he wanted to join me and we <laughs> we us three here know how much he absolutely detests Gambit. Mm -hmm. He said he would come and join me. I think by the end of it, he wanted to claw his own eyes out and <laughs> uh, and kill himself uh, truly, because truly I was going for my team. second reset. And he was like, surely you've got there now. And I'm like, ah, I think I'm like one game away. And he's like, no, I can't do this anymore. So he left me. I did the one game and I, I, I got to my, my grenade launcher ornament. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or not, but I, I did do another challenge and I think I've only got one left to do before the end of the week. But, you know, I played some Gambit. Um, happy, another thing was done. Another thing that Genesis runs on that's already been a problem in PvP is the Arbalest. So you shoot a Guardian, you pop a shield and kill him, refills your magazine. Yay. Good times. And now on the respawn's favorite section, nerfs, of which there are there are I only three. I love the fact that they've actually come out and said nerfs this time. Normally yeah. they say it's a rework or something, but yeah, no, they're it's just a nerf. like here's our buffs, here's our nerfs. Box breathing, uh, it's 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 been too strong. With the, I'm sorry, it's been providing too strong of a benefit for too little investment on scout rifles, so they pulled it back just just a smidge to avoid crossing time to kill thresholds, just a little bit. So your 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 damage bonus on scout rifles. Reduced by five percent. Just, just, just a little pullback on scout rifles because everyone knows scout rifles is, is really just where where everybody is right now. Is you know absolutely running over everything. Uh, aside from the one scout rifle that we already mentioned, what other scout rifle gets that? Genuine question. Because I mean, you don't have to look at it or anything like that, but just think about it. Aside from the one that we mentioned, does any other scout rifle get that? <laughs> Did they really just nerf that one weapon into oblivion just before bringing it back next season? I haven't got anything in my inventory that has it, so yeah, yeah, ditto. So it's yeah, maybe or, or went no, it's fine. Or or the new weapon for the next season is a scout rifle and it's gonna roll with box breathing on it. Yeah, hence the change. Yeah, who knows? No. You know, because some of these yeah, changes could, could be defensive for it's on here now, but we're releasing a thing and we're going. Mm, that could be a problem. Could be. All right, yeah, fair enough. I'll give it that. Randy's new throwing knife. Yeah, <laughs> the, the unstoppable forces damage was a little too high for the level of investment, surpassing other damage perks for strength and uptime. So we're keeping the uptime, but adjusting the strength. So they're reducing your damage bonus from 30% to 20% on unstoppable force. 
So you're now a little bit more stoppable. And for all you shotgun bros out there, your one-two punch is part of several combos that will allow stacking melee damage buffs to get far higher than intended. Here's what the one-two punch will look like on Tuesday. So they reduce the bonus damage melee as follows. From three times to two times versus most enemies with unpowered melees. From 1.8 times to 1.4 times versus most energies, sorry, ah, versus most enemies with charged melees and reduce the additional bonus versus bosses from 0.5 to 0.25. So get your spreadsheets out, figure out how that affects your gameplay and your TTKs and your DPS works. I leave that to you. And we have one bug fix, just the one. Everything else is perfect. By the way, by the way. One bug fix to access your opulent weapon origin trait. Uh, triggering, the perk, triggering the perk across multiple weapons no longer displays a stack counter on the UI. The perk never stacks its effects. So the change doesn't actually do anything. It just takes away a you know, UI thing that didn't matter anyway. That's all. <laughs> all the other bugs are fixed. That's all we did. Uh-huh. Red Knight Demon, tell me about some enhanced perks. How can I enhance my perks and, and how good are they going to be? Is he given up reading? Does he want me to come back then? Is that he's like giggling? No, he gave up. I'll, I'll continue on. You just you stay there or, 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 or respawn. Tell me about enhanced perks. <laughs> enhanced perks. So, like, I can't read at all. So we've taken a pass over several enhanced perks to bring their functionality more in line with the base perks. Enhanced unrelenting shifted plus five health regen, removed plus five handling. Enhanced perpetual motion. Removed a 0.1 second faster activation and removed a 0.1 second grace period upon ending. Added one second faster activation of two times stacks. Can I just quickly ask you a question? So these enhanced perks, these are from the Enclave and your crafting. Crafting, yes. Yes. Okay. Because they don't say that, but I I just want to clarify that because... I'm new here and I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, they're from when you craft weapons, the little yellow ones that are expensive to put on there. Yeah, that's these. Enhanced timed payload shifted from range to plus five stability. So you, now you have unlimited range and plus five stability. Congratulations. Enhanced explosive payload shifted from range to plus five reload. So now you have unlimited range and plus five reload. <laughs> Enhanced firing line added additional 10 handling when in proximity and removed the increased neutral range. So you get enhanced damage and enhanced handling now with a, with the uh, enhanced firing line. Cool. But enhanced me. grave robber swapped from plus five reload to plus five handling. Uh, grave robber isn't that just an instant reload? How did how does that make sense? Grave robber is when you punch somebody, isn't it? Yeah, you punch somebody and it refills your mag, right? Well, that's so, what I thought you did. I don't understand. Do you have like a I don't know, whatever you <laughs> grave you robber I'm handling with grave robber. Yay, <laughs> the enhance yeah. it says, uh, on yeah, melee million. kill, uh, weapon gets refreshed and enhance passively grants five reload and speed. Oh, Mille. passively. Okay, okay. I see. Yeah. So that's Mille a passive. final blows. Reload this weapons magazine okay. from reserves. Okay, yeah. Enhanced explosive light. 
So for those of you that don't know explosive light is, you pick up an orb, and that orb empowers your weapon. So now added one more charge, stacks cap at seven now instead of six. Very cool. Enhanced cornered. Added plus 10 stability when active. I'm pretty sure that's for bows and fusion rifles only, so cool. And enhanced cornered is basically you're surrounded by enemies already. So, and it comes on a bow as well as a fusion. So if you have a bow and enemies are surrounding you, the last thing I'm thinking about is stability. <laughs> what about enhanced damage, man? Come on. Enhanced cold steel. Weapon and energy, I'm sorry, weapon energy and weapon magazine capacity now add plus 10 to be consistent with other ammo capacity increasing perks. I don't know what that is, but apparently, there you go, enhanced cold steel. Enhanced Vorpal Weapon. This is fun. Change from plus 5 reload to plus 5 stability. This will apply to the guard resistance stat on swords. There you go. So Vorpal Weapon intrinsically gives you extra boss damage and extra major? It's boss and something else. I think it's boss and damage major. Against me. TV, damage against guardians and their super. And that too. Yes, that too. So there you go. So it gives you extra damage and also a plus five to stability. Cool. Enhanced Genesis. Removed primary ammo overflow and added additional handling. Okay, so you no longer get the extra bullets, but now you can move your gun just a little better. Enhanced Flash Counter. That's increased ammo capacity. For somebody that knows what Flash Counter does, that's cool. Enhanced chain reaction. Chain reaction is a fun one. Updated the description as this provides a different benefit to swords. Huh? That's the okay. same thing, but the description will now tell you something different. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, mm -hmm. But for those of you that don't know, if you kill something with chain reaction, whether a grenade launcher or a sword, that guy explodes. And if that guy kills another guy, that guy explodes. And if that guy kills another guy, that guy explodes. Hence the chain reaction. And so, he kills two friends, and he kills two friends. He kills that's two right. Friends. It's like a Ponzi scheme in reverse. So mm -hmm. enhanced ambitious assassin. Increase the allowed time between final blows from six seconds to eight seconds. That is massive. That's, that's good. Exotics. Reworks. See, that? now they use the name Reworks. <laughs> Well, yeah, because we're all reworked, people like, yeah. teasing uh -huh. us forever. Uh-huh, yeah, reworked. We'll about these, yeah, there's 27 of them getting reworked. Many of them you've <laughs> probably never heard of because nobody uses them. Uh, and this is Hunter Nerf number three. Oh, We've God. identified a handful of weapons that we felt needed substantial change to really hit the level of exoticness that we expect from D2 Exotics. The Fundamentals perk, which can be seen on the damage type switching exotics, aka Borealis, Hardlight, and Dead Messenger, while functional, felt like it could do more to grant the mode some identity based on the selected damage type. Agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Say, huh? Yeah. 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 We agree. Okay. Mm -hmm. So each damage type now grants different weapon stats. Basically, they've added elemental capacitor to these weapons intrinsically. So. If you have an arc, uh, if you have your arc selected, you get plus 25 handling and plus 5 range. 
If you have solar bullets, you have plus 35 reload speed and plus 20 airborne effectiveness. And if you have void bullets, you have plus 20 stability and plus 10 aim assist. So, so for the auto rifle and the sniper rifle, obviously void is the way to go. For the grenade launcher, if you're using anything but arc, you hate yourself and you owe somebody a lot of money. So I just want to ask a quick question. Yeah. Hard light. Yeah. Stability at the moment is 100. Yep. Why am I going with void on that one? Uh, just get the extra 10 aim assist? Sure, why not? I'm not going to get 120 stability, am I? No, you can't. Well, no, I mean, you, you are going to get 120, but it won't no, do anything. Not. No, yeah, it won't do <laughs> But You're, extra 10 listen, aim assist, that's definitely important, especially when you start ricocheting those rounds. Oh, boy. I would go with arc because the handling at the moment is 77, and that would knock that right up to 90-odd. And getting an extra five in the range, going from 40 to 45, mm. is pretty decent. I for can, I can see your argument, but for those of us that have learned how to ricochet off the ground, I'm definitely going to go for the aim assist. Mm, no. Yeah, because for those of you that don't know, that gun that he's talking about, if you if you ricochet your bullets, your bullets do extra damage and have a little bit of extra tracking. So if I can add plus 10 aim assist to those ricocheted rounds, I would be doing extra damage and have even more tracking. So ricochet rounds work. But if you actually want to shoot people directly with the bullets, like, I don't know, a pleb, like Night Demon, ah, then yeah, Ark might be the better way to go. But you know, yeah. I'm a pleb. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> even with the above change to the fundamentals, we felt like Borealis needed even more to make it better. So now, breaking a matched shield refills the magazine from reserves and allows your next five shots. I don't see a timer here. I just see five shots to deal bonus damage, not deactivated by reloading. A lot of these perks have a number of shots or a time associated. Like once you punch, for example, three seconds or what? Five shots? Something like that, right? So it's time and shots. This one, you just get five empowered shots. That's kind of a big deal. This might actually make it strong enough, especially if next season we have armor-piercing sniper rifles. Just saying. This is going to be an endgame weapon, I feel. But we'll see. Depending on what the end game thing is, sure is. Jade Rabbit is a strong scout rifle, but its exotic perk was lackluster, so we've redesigned it to be more of a gameplay loop. Quickly landing three hits, sorry, three crits, returns around to the magazine and the damage of your next body shot. Sorry, and increases the damage of your next body shot. Right. So they've reversed what it does now. It sounds like it. Hmm. Now, I've only used a Jade Rabbit a couple times, and when I did, it was in Momentum, right? So in PvP, don't you just need two crits to kill with the Jade Rabbit? Well, no, like you were, I think we, we touched on this earlier with the Fateful Force perk. Chaining body shots to gain bonus damage on your next precision shot and returns ammo to the magazine. So they've reversed it. So it's quickly landing crits will return rounds to the magazine and, and then increase the damage of your next body shot. Base crit damage on the Jade Rabbit. Isn't two shots enough to kill a Guardian? Two headshots? Um, I, I'm not sure. 
I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, Sorry. so the reason I'm asking, if it only takes two headshots to kill a guardian, which I think it does, then well, you yes, won't ever you... get the third headshot to give no, no, you. Because at the moment, you have to charge it up to do that. You have to do body shot, body shot, body shot to get the, or body shot, body shot to charge it up to get a, a damage crit on your next precision shot at the moment anyway. So they're okay. doing it the opposite way around. So if you get three headshots, Great. your next body shot will kill them. So it'd be a four shot kill. Yeah, but Whereas I'm not even sure a guardian can survive three crits with a jade rabbit. That's what I'm saying. If, if you're PVP with this gun, which is, uh, let's be honest, you're not using it anywhere else, right? Could be. Um, then you know, you, you'll never get the body shot extra damage because you're killing Guardians in two crits. Possibly three, but I don't know. I guess we'll see when it comes out. This, it doesn't sound good to me. Either way, um, you get three stacks uh, for your body shots, but if you reload the weapon, the body shot stacks go away. So, there's that. Stop eating the mic. I'm... You're rubbing the mic like you, you're loving it too much. What? I don't understand. The mic's not moved. What are you talking about? It's either you or parody. It's definitely not me. Well, it's not parody because I'm, I'm not hearing it. It's not parody. So what are you hearing exactly? Like you're, you're rubbing the mic, the mic. Yeah, like you're moving it around. Yeah. Well, if you guys, if you guys, look, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get another mic stand as soon as I can get to a store. I. Right now, this is Respawn basically standing on stage with a mic like a comedian, okay? Or a stand-up, whatever. Say something uh, funny, then. Okay. Yeah. Night Demon is a, is a dwarf in disguise, and he really works for the Keebler Elf Factory. That's why he's got so many kids. No idea what that means, but somewhere, somewhere might find You don't know Keebler Elves? Do I live in your country? No. It's do a cookie have... brand. I would think do... that, that was global. Do you not have little sandwich sandwich elves that make cookies in your country? No, we don't. Oh, uh, you're missing well, out. They make some of the best cookies. It's their tiny <laughs> they fingers. Really, do, really, really, really help. They really do. Anyway, I one of you read a little bit of this because I gotta get charged up for the for the hunter exotic. Ready? All right, go, go. more nerfs. We got this. We got nerfs. So basically, there's some lovely charts here. Unless well, nineteen, unless you'd like to read. No, I'm know, I'm absolutely want, fine. I, if you want to tell people about the charts, because yeah charts graphs things so basically the, there's a lovely chart of the you know dominant raid exotics usage which is basically um acre scepter lumina tractor cannon vex quicksilver storm sleeper simulant risk runner no one uses basically the top three that i was you know bungie would call out of band so basically every single weapon is in about five percent usage is anagi's burden eh, a little above that trinity ghoul sits right about there galahorn sits right about there the only things above that 5% sort of threshold, which I'm only using as a threshold because that's sort of where everything is sitting, is your Wither Horde, which is at like 13% usage, your Divinity, a little higher, maybe 14%, and then your Arbalist, way up at like 26% usage in raids. So Wither Horde, Divinity, Arbalist, if there was a band, I would say those three are out of band. You know, there's way more usage than you'd expect. And then they have another chart from, so this was as of, this first chart was as of November 15th. And they have another one uh, for special weapons usage. So sorry, that was all of our raid exotics that were all, no, sorry, those weren't, weren't all heavies. Yeah, raid exotics prior to November 15th. And then your PVP exotic special weapons for November 15th, sort of same thing. 
a lot of things are sort of in, in about that 5% range. Dead Messenger, Chaperone, Telesto, just above 5%, you know, 5 or 6%. Telesto, I'm going to totally credit with its event because I don't think that many people were running it before then. Yotun in PvP, sitting just below 15%. Forerunner, um, unsurprisingly, right about 19% usage. And to respawn's point, Wither Horde, up at about mm, like 27% usage in PvP. So again, in PvP, if you were going to look at a band and say, what's out of band? Yotun, Forerunner, Wither Horde. So... Kids, the question is with that. Mm-hmm. The question is with that. Is it because they've like then messed around with other weapons? Because Lorenz Driver is way back down there, and Arbalis is way back down there. And is that because they've tuned those now so that people are then looking at you know That's what exactly can I why. what yeah. can I get a, a one hit kill with with a horde? You know, I'll put that on the ground, splash people, get people. It's always been there, and I think. That they've kind of made they've made this chart by themselves basically because of what they've done. Well, for for PvP, yeah, I'm sure without a doubt there is some part of that. But think about ease of use. How like for the average player, are you bringing Arbalist or Lorenz Driver into PvP? Yeah, maybe it's super good. Maybe it's super aim assisty. Is that what you're reaching for? Is that what you're going to bring and go? Oh, this is supposed to be really good. Let me go run this and run this all the time and use it all the time and main it. Or are you more likely to main something like? the Wither Horde, or the Yotun. Super easy to use, super easy to pick up, doesn't involve a lot of, you know, skill to use. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, well, you know, the it's... The Forerunner kind of does, but yeah, Yotun and Wither Horde, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Yotun and Wither Horde, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you pick them up, you point, you click, things die. Forerunner, yeah, takes, takes about some amount of Yotun skill, but it's still the basic asylum. Yotun is going right. to be the next one, because look at that usage, 15%. That's going to shoot right up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Micah! <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, not sorry. Because it's, it's good for him. Because even more people. Ooh, no. Because right now he uses it to a point that makes me sick. So now other people are going to use it to a point that makes him sick, and then it's going to get nerfed, and nobody's going to use it. Nobody's going to be sick. Well, it'll get nerfed, and then we'll see what happens. So basically, Bungie goes on to say, you know, Wither Horde, very strong PVE and PvP, dealing high damage quickly for an extended period of time. And they're not making any changes to direct hits, and they're relieving the damage and ammo capacity alone. But since the weapon in its current iteration is way too strong in PvE, not to mention the taken portal is difficult to deal with in PvP, they're making the following change of basically taking, which I, I don't think I ever knew that the taken portal is what they call the big blob on the ground, but they've reduced the taken portal duration from seven and a half to four and a half seconds. So That's basically, good. that will stick around for three less seconds. The only place that's ever teleported me is to resurrection. What the hell? Right. Well, there you yeah, go, so, yeah, so we learn something new every day. I've used that weapon thousands of times. Never knew it was called the Taken Portal. But yeah, so basically your big blob on the ground will now stick around for three less seconds. So what this tells me is just get a friend, and then the two of you can maintain that long, long, lovely Taken Portal all day, every day. And I love how I love how they tell us about the secret, secret relationship between this and the Wish Ender right when they nerfed this right so it's like oh yeah we've nerfed it from seven and a half seconds to four and a half seconds almost cutting the time in half but there is a there is an interaction that the wish hander does extra damage to people affected by the wither horde well it, 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 but i'm, I'm, you just, I'm sorry but if you're affected by the wither horde you're going to be dead anyway yeah, yeah it doesn't really uh, doesn't matter what you're about, <laughs> we're talking about like PV, pve effectiveness right so what if somebody could pop a champion with that right and the other two people hit him with wish enders you got seven seconds worth of wish ender firing so that's 
one person can get out five, maybe six shots in that time. You double that if you have two people, right? Now you get four and a half seconds. So this this nerfed the hell out of in PVE too, especially when you if you knew about that interaction, which I'm betting most of us didn't, because I sure didn't. Question for question for the pod. Where where are you seeing the wish ender information? Where where are you, where are you getting this from? Earlier, they were talking about the interaction. Earlier, the wish ender does more damage if you're affected by wither horde. They buffed it from ten percent up to twenty five percent. Remember, way in the beginning of the club. It was that uh, long ago. We completely forgot about it. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> did we say that? Because I'm not sure we said that. We I, did. I feel like I would have missed it. Okay, <laughs> we did. Well, the, well then apparently my brain just completely missed it. Then okay, good, good talk. Until I am respawn retain something fanfare. <laughs> First time for everything. Oh. Right. So an- another topic that everyone loves to scream about: divinity, the must-have weapon in in-game PVE. You know, combination of the strongest possible weakened effect, the cage making critical hits trivial, the intrinsic overload being too strong, as ev- as is evident by looking at how this weapon is used in things like raids. It was time for a change. They looked at several options. We're not going to recap all those. They've talked to us to death about what they did to the weather, to the weather, gosh, what they did to the divinity. They took its weakened effect from 30% down to 15, but you can still buff it back to the 30% by combining it with tether or tractor cannon. So you can still maintain the pre-buff amount of uh, weakening. You just need to bring a friend with you with a tractor cannon and or a shadow shot to do. To, to go with it. Yeah, but still, a constant 15% buff is nothing to scoff at. So right. let's be honest. It's not 30, but you still have a constant 15% and a yeah. huge crit bubble for snipers, for all kinds of weapons. So exactly. even after the nerf, it's still really good. Yeah, which is, I think we covered, you know, when they, when they announced this initially, hey, this is not going to be the end of the world. It still works just fine. Arbalist, again, has been talked about to death. Um, it reduced the body shot damage to match the match Lawrence driver's body shot damage. You know, too, too easy to get one hit kills in PvP, not quite requiring enough precision in PvE. So now Arbalist will do what Lawrence driver does for body shot damage. Gallahorn, which you'd think would be everyone would be screaming about, but uh, only some people. It's your highest yeah, DPS I'm... rocket launcher and great weapon for legendary rocket launchers. So we picked up on those two rolls and opted to lean into its support power. So they reduced the primary rocket's impact and detonation by 25%. Wolfpack rounds remain unaffected. And this brings it just into the desired band without nerfing it past other rocket launchers. So again, it's out of band. They brought it back in the band. Make it just as strong as a, as a legendary. Yay! But, it's, but it still gives... Every, I, mean, I mean, you know, it's now a support rocket launcher. It gives all the we other rocket launchers the support coming. of Wolfpack rounds. Exactly. You knew this yes, because that's what we need is support a... rocket launchers. Wow. Yep. You know what? You know one thing that nobody's ever asked for, Bungie? A support rocket launcher. You know what you've given us that nobody's ever asked for? A support rocket, a support rocket launcher. Well, there you go. But maybe I want to do a chill clip with, with Wolfpack rounds. Maybe that's You my could do that anyway I'm, without them I'm, nerfing the Gallahorn. Don't Don't take it away from me. Nobody's taking that away from you. What they're doing is they're taking away the Gallowhorn's viability. Now, what they've done, if you want to use if you want to use choke clip with Wolfpack rounds, you're less likely to get that now because now somebody's less likely to use a Gallowhorn in favor of something else because the Gallowhorn has been nerfed to oblivion damage wise. 
sure I'd call it Oblivion. I'm not sure. One fourth of its damage, dude. That's not a small debuff. No, if they said five or ten, okay, it's it's bad, but it's not that bad. One fourth of its damage? That's a big deal, dude. But I mean, yeah. it's happening either way, but just it's I think it's too much. I think it's too much. Now People that were using it as a primary and everybody else using the legendaries, I see that happening less now, and they're probably going to go back to linear fusion rifles or whatever's going to be stronger next season. I don't see this being a thing. Okay. I don't know. I I am happy about the next one. one. You mean the Forerunner receiving an unintended and relatively small buff in Season 18's balance update? Yes. Which made it a little too easy to use and thus way out of band? All it took for a final blow was one crit, three bodies, or five body shots in PvP. So in Season 19, they're going to reduce the base damage from 40 to 37, and the crit damage from 72 to 67. So just a little bit, little bit less damage, making Forerunner a little less um, Forerunner-y. All right, so up next, we have buffs. buffs. More buffs. Did I say that right? Yes, there we go. So apparently Bungie have tracked Exopic exotic weapon popularity when deciding what exotic weapons to buff by looking at how many active players own a weapon and how much they use it in game now technically i own all these weapons but they just seem they they sit in the vault so but look look at the ratios though 85 percent of people own merciless 0.06 percent use it why would you? Yeah. It, it was broken for forever, and it's just not. Oh, I can reload faster and shoot above. people. It's getting above. But Bastion, Bastion's a good one. I'm surprised it doesn't have higher usage, because Bastion I take into because... solo dungeon activities all the time, because it's got inherent champion perks on it. Yeah, just... I thought that would have higher usage, honestly. But the problem is that they've... they've uh... They, they've messed around with these weapons. I mean, they messed around with Merciless. They've messed around with Bastion. Not necessarily like Sturm or kind of Cerberus. They've messed around with Prometheus Lens. Uh, Lord of Wolves they've messed around with. Uh, Legend of Acrius, I know though that they've they've put a few things up and down on that. Right, I'm never oh, yeah, using a heavy shotgun. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's, like... just, it's never going to happen. But just think of it. Shotgun primary, shotgun secondary, shotgun no, no, heavy, with shotgun ammo finder, no. shotgun scavenger. Why? Shotgun. Why? I, I'm never going to use a, a heavy shotgun. It's never going to happen. But, but, you, but. You can give but a wolf it hits pack really rounds. hard. I'm never, never going to use it. I'm never going to use it. It's so hard for that one shot. And then you have to wait 19 and a half minutes to reload that second shot. Yeah. So, so, you know. Bungie did their big rework, and yeah, nobody uses these things because why would you? I mean, Prospector is the same thing. So, so you, know, you know, these weapons are 80% ownership and less than 2% usage. Well, the Prospector, if you recall, back during, uh, what was the raid about the helmet, the cursed helmet? What was that? The raid about the cursed helmet. Yeah, the oh, cursed helmet that is currently oh, residing on the ship that oh, we have now. Oh. Huh? Crown of Sorrow. Thank you, Crown of Sorrow. Prospector was the weapon to use during that season because grenade launchers Never overall were doing a lot of damage. 
you know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that one or the other one with um the explosive light. No, 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 the the uh, full court where the further and fast further Correct. that you were away yeah. from the target, it would do more damage. Yeah, right. Back when so, the reckoning was a thing. Yeah, that. Uh, um, but 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 right up there with it was prospecting because you could just hold it down and, like I said, full auto. Right. So do 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 do. And what was cool about it is, on contact with an enemy, they would detonate. But if you held the trigger down and they hit like a wall, for example, you could set a trap which would detonate when you released the trigger, right? So it was a multifunction grenade launcher, and it was actually really, really good. And then they nerfed grenade launcher damage, and then they Prospector did, yeah. never saw the light of day again. Which makes sense, because the name, Prospector, light of day, get it? Ah, ah, no, just get digging, no? Oh, but they are going to do something about that. They've chosen from the 20 or so least popular weapons for a potential buff either directly or via a catalyst. So that's mm. good. So some of them might be getting a catalyst. So yay! Um, they've got more changes coming in Lightfall, and again, they'll share their thoughts later on. But with the addition of the full auto setting, they're replacing the full auto trigger system perk on each exotic that had it. And I, I believe we've already covered this, but no time to explain. They're replacing it with Feeding Frenzy. Traveler's Very chosen. Nice. The Catalyst perk replaced with Surplus. Yeah. It Very still nice. has Osmosis. And the Vigilance Wing, Catalyst perk replaced with Ensemble. Don't remember what that one does. <laughs> uh, I think you get more damage if you're close to somebody. Ah, Okay. Uh, they've also fixed an issue where crits from Dead Man's Tail, which was the scout rifle that's also been nerfed into the ground, were landing inconsistently depending on whether your aim was above or below the target. We've also made some small changes to its base damage, which will apply to uh, all 120 RPM scout rifles. Now prefers critical hits over body hits in hit fire if both types of targets are inside the precision aim cone. And they've increased the body shot damage from 46 to 54 and reduced the crit damage from 81 to 80. Darcy is also being looked at. And um, yeah, it, it's it not def- just being looked at, it's being changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just tweet the damn change. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, sniper rifles, heavy sniper rifles, haven't been a thing for a while. <laughs> I'm crying because this change is so tough. But I mean, they they changed Whisper of the Worm. They want us to kind of be jumping in the air with Whisper of the Worm. And, I know and then, that, yeah, the same way. <laughs> hey, Whisper like, of the Worm, heavy exotic. Yeah, let's jump in the air with it. Yeah. A... <laughs> the problem was that the heavy sniper rifles did a thing where it it was amazing in raids and ends game content because oh, you could kind yeah. of sit at the back you could pop a bubble in and out of the bubble take your shots reload come back in you know destiny one was a thing where we liked using the heavy not even reloading with the other one that you just mentioned the whisper, the, yeah. whisper the, the, of the worm as long as you got your crits you never had to reload that's why it had so much damage and darcy if it wasn't for the reload that the darcy has it would actually be top dog damage wise because it has like way more rounds in the magazine plus it has box breathing right at one point there was talk of darcy being a top tier kind of sniper or being competitive with other sniper rifles because it had the like uh the it was like the box breathing and the um yeah because the box breathing on the darcy did not reset upon pulling the trigger yeah once you had it 
you had it yeah you know yeah so darcy will now apply jolt when damaging target affected by personal assistant that's the box breathing kind of thing that we've got personal yep. target and it increases the base airborne effectiveness to 80. so Yo, they want you to be flying kidding. around with sniper rifles heavy sniper rifles oh i made... can only see this on warlocks with all of their stuff that makes them more effective in the air it's the only person that this is applying to is our warlock fans they're like yeah i could use the darcy get extra damage and jolt people while flying Woo! so th this is the, the wish ender <laughs> has always had that hidden per bonus perk when damaging with a horde due to identity as a taken hunter weapon so it's increased the bonus versus with a horde blighted target from 10 to 25 percent there you go so it still does a thing with the wither horde it's increased there you go yep. are you happy with that it's increased <laughs> but we have half the time to do it and with the with the freaking uh with 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 the wish ender having us more than a second draw time now you have what three arrows maybe oh, yeah but you, maybe maybe it evens itself out yeah maybe <laughs> now that uh, people know that that's a thing they might be using it but we'll see they don't want special ammo sniper rifles to be perfectly accurate from the air without significant investment and they don't want to have the same concerns with their heavy ammo counterparts that's where this Whisper of the Worm change comes in. They've increased the base airborne effectiveness to 80. So, yeah. Just get rid of airborne effectiveness out of the game, period, full stop. Yeah, our, our YouTube brethren are way on that train, but yeah. But just why? But just why? It's, it's why? a disaster from the get-go. So only those people that are showing off either jump or slide with sniper rifles to begin with, right? And now with airborne effectiveness, only the most brave of warlocks take snipers to the air. You know what I'm saying? So Bungie, just like, just, I mean, did you yeah. really give up? Did you, is this one of those moments people describe where you just I take a dart, you throw it at a board, and that's what you do? Uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's just sit, wait until next season, find out what it's all about. Okay. Because uh, that's the only way that we're going to find out what they're going on about with this plus uh... 80. So the prospector has surprising high burst damage, but ultimately it doesn't excel enough in ad clear. With the blow changes, it is a substantial more effective at ad clear, though we will continue to monitor it when it's live in game. That and they've true. added chain reaction to the intrinsic perk. That so that's true. the I'll one that. where it just continuous arc explosions, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll go with that one. We'll see how that goes. Well, Prospector also has full auto. I noticed that whenever they're saying we're going to be changing every exotic that has full auto, well, Prospector has that, and I didn't yes, see them we, change we've already that. talked about that. You've you've already talked about not on grenade launchers, remember? So that's why it's a, it's a problem. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean that. Okay, sure, it's going to be really really good ad clear. It it will be, and then with the fact that you can leave traps on the ground, even better. But like just. I just wish they would have increased the damage of the weapon a little bit. Make it more viable against bosses. This is not a bad change. I'm not upset about this change. I just wish they could have done a little something. So the fourth horseman is also getting a buff. It's mm -hmm. decreasing its recall by 50%, which is very which nice. is huge. Very nice. That Anybody that's ever fired this gun? So th those of you out there that don't know what we're talking about, you know, pee-pee pipe. 
<laughs> the uh, the fourth horseman is a four barreled shotgun with full ammo or full auto, right? Full no, oh, it's full auto on steroids. Full, yeah, I'm getting there. It's full auto on steroids, and if you have the catalyst, you get a fifth round, I think, and faster yep. reload, right? Yep, yep. The thing about it is, if you're right up, if you if you're face to face with an enemy, let's say you're face to face with an ogre, a large enemy, and you held down that trigger, by the time you fired that fifth shot, you're looking at the sky. I am not exaggerating. But that's good. Really if you're not exaggerating. If you're under the ogre, that works. Yeah, if you're under the yeah. ogre, that works. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, dra it drags your reticule up so far, so fast. It's ridiculous. This is a but, weapon of pure recoil. That's all this weapon is, is recoil. <laughs> but pure damage. It hits so hard with these four or five rounds. So with this 50% recoil nerf, and if you can really pull back on that joystick, <laughs> this has the potential to be the best boss DPS weapon in the game. Full stop. I want to see how this works out next season. I really, really do. And Forerunner is a fun weapon in PvE, but never a top pick. Oh, because it's always in PvP. That's why it doesn't want to go into PvE. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't leave PvP. It doesn't yeah. get out of the crucible clock. It stays there. Yeah, I know. If you try to leave PvP with that, they'd take it away from you and put it in a box for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're gonna change it again. They're gonna increase the crit damage by 30%. And the rock, which is the grenade, that, that is the name of the, the grenade isn't it the, the yes it is yeah um they're gonna increase that damage by 60 percent in pve and did they you, did you remember about the rock before they said this i did but i've never used it i've never because i've only ever used this kind of pvp too and i never get enough kills to activate the rock yeah, that, that's why. <laughs> so i completely forgot it was the thing until they said this <laughs> you know what they should do they should put another weapon in the game where you activate a grenade and it's called the john cena so the rock could go up against john cena <laughs> isn't that the rat king isn't the rat king the john cena no you can't see the rat king either so it's perfect yeah no, you can't it, see it me get it in, in, oh never mind they've reduced <laughs> the ammo cost to activate the rock from six to four they, we might see more rocks going around and they've increased you the... like what the forerunner is cooking yeah. <laughs> Follow up. Can you smell what the Forerunner is cooking? <laughs> and they've increased the damage to the outer edge of the rock's damage radius from 0% to 20%. So the rock's going to be hitting you a lot harder these days. So you definitely will be able to smell what the rock is cooking. It's you, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know, it's you. It's cooking you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Accurate. Mercedes is extraordinarily strong when ramped up but nobody uses it so they don't know what happens when you ramp it up but it's oh, hard no. to keep it in that state so merciless's decreased charge time on hits now resets at five seconds uh this time that's, that's very so this time it's refreshed when you land hits there you go so merciless is a fusion rifle Exotic it's got a 1000 something recharge or charge time right its perk is if you don't kill something with that shot the next shot you take takes less time to charge and then the next one takes less and the next one takes less and it's it's a stacking buff that your merciless charges faster and faster and faster and faster, faster until you get a kill 
or so into against bosses. It, it was good <laughs> against bosses or you know, really tanky yellow bars, especially sure. when we had the Leviathan raid. Yes, but the problem is if you miss or if you know you reload the magazine or whatever, you lose the buff, right? With them giving you a five second window to keep the buff, that is a huge, huge buff. You'll probably actually be seeing this a lot more in PvP. I don't know about PvP. It could be good in PvP, especially right. if the uh, the what you call it's getting that nerf to its range again. This could be a good PvP replacement, especially if they start to get it ramped up. If somebody starts to snowball with this, it's going to be hard to stop them. I don't you think know? you're going to choose this over another exotic. No. That's a good point. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you're giving up your exotic slot for this, I don't think this is the one you're choosing. You must really love this gun. <laughs> so we've got a yeah. few more to get through here. We have the Rat King. The Rat King is a lot of fun to use, but the allowed distance for allies feels a little too strict for it as it stands. What so does the Rat King do, Demon? That makes you go invisible when you get a kill. Ah, so what's this radius thing it's talking about? What does that do? It, I don't know. The it it gets a damn it's it's okay. <laughs> Every rat king that's yes. within range of another person or another rat king gets a stacking damage buff. Ah, oh, there you go. If you have a if you have a six man team of six rat kings, they do a substantial amount of damage. Believe it or not. So the radius is how close you have to be to your buddies to get the damage stack. That's what that is. So they're reducing. They're increasing the range. Increasing. Oh my word. Yeah. So That's now you can be terrible. further away from somebody and still get the stack. That is terrible in PvP. Imagine that. Three invisible hunters running around with rat kings shooting you, and now they don't even have to be close to each other. Why that is that terrible? Like, that sounds like PvP today. Yeah. That sounds awesome. He <laughs> said the, the delete button. <laughs> yeah. The Legend of Accurus shotgun has some movement penalties to make it feel weightier. This is silly, so we're taking it off. Yeah. So basically, yeah, because it, it made you feel like you were running around with a log in your hand, though they're just removing the movement penalty, which is quite nice. Yeah. But to be fair, you are still walking around with a log in your hand. No, but you, you, you don't know you are. So there you go. <laughs> Fire the weapon. <laughs> you're still walking around with an exotic shotgun. Yes. N no, you're not. Bastion's Season 14 nerf was a little more than it needed, so we've halved it, and they're reducing the spread angle by 6%. Let's so that go. should make some people happy. Makes me happy. Again, it's a good PvE gun, and it was a good PvP gun, but, you know, good for so PvE. This, this is the next weapon is the uh, pre-order bonus weapon, isn't it? The Quicksilver oh, Storm. Oh, yeah. Yep. So the Quicksilver yeah, Storm's grenade intentionally shipped on the weaker side. So they want to see what the uptime of grenades was like in the wild rather than ship it them too strong. But they believe it's safe to increase the damage and the radius a fair bit. So we've also fixed a bug with the rockets that they were intended to be arc, and this bug, unchanged, would interfere with the catalyst coming in lightfall. So they've increased the PvP maximum grenade damage from 80 to 120 and increased the explosion radius from 3 meters to 4. And they switch rocket damage from arc to kinetic. Mm, so the arc will be, or the rocket will be back to arc with the catalyst, but a shipped broken as we alluded to a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so we will get it back in Lightfall, just 
the thing that bugs me is kinetic weapons get a plus 10 percent damage buff right right does does this rocket get the 10 percent damage buff since it's now kinetic instead of yes we'll go with that you're saying words okay yes i'm agreeing with you Hold Hearts 3.0 rework wasn't generous enough with ionic traces. So those are the little arc things that run along, along the ground and, and touch you and make you feel ooh, warm and fuzzy. So they reduced the cooldown on the ionic trace generated from 3.5 to 2 seconds. Now maxes out stability and reload speed when at maximum damage. Picking up ionic traces now reduces the time it takes to get to maximum damage. That's, sure. that's going to be good for Cold dun, dun, dun. Yep, still a trace rifle. Grand Overture. The, the loop doesn't feel rewarding enough in its current form, so we've dramatically increased the reward. They've increased the missile damage by 50%. So this is the machine gun that when you get hits with the normal firing mode, you can then switch it up and it does the missile damage. Like yeah, M- machine gun firing. is a strong word, though. <laughs> I've just given you a general overview of what it is and what this well, now it says on the tin. It says machine gun on the box when you open it. It says right. machine That's gun. That's right. But like I've used it a lot this season because believe it or not, this season was actually pretty good, you know, with all the arc stuff. Now it shoots a ball of lightning instead of a round. Okay. The ball of lightning has some tracking to it, a little bit, but it fires really, really slowly, right? But for every one of these slow-firing, semi-tracking lightning orbs that land, you get one missile in reserves that they're talking about. The problem, and the big problem I wish they would have changed, is you have 20 rounds in the magazine, and you have a max number of 20 rockets to fire if you stack them, right? If you miss even a single bullet, you have to reload before you can get that 20th rocket. You see what I'm saying? And then you have to reload again to use said rockets. Because it's like the Borealis. You have to hold the reload button to activate the thing, right? So although the damage for the rockets increase is definitely good, I wish they would have also given you, I don't know, five to ten rounds extra in the magazine. That way you can miss one or two shots and still get the 20 rockets to fire. You know what I mean? So uh, if you haven't used it, it's hard to explain how slow this weapon is, right? But the rockets are a big payoff once you get the 20 stacks. But getting the 20 stacks is a pain in the ass, especially if you only get 20 20 shots in your magazine to begin with. So give me 25 rounds. Give me 30 rounds. Give me a catalyst that gives me more rounds in the magazine. It's got got a catalyst. Something. (laughs) Huh? It's got a catalyst. catalyst, but it doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I know it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. You know, put it on the catalyst. Something, you know? You give me more it? rounds in the magazine. So what are they going to do instead? Instead, they're just going to make the rockets, when you reload, do 50% more damage. Which is not a small buff. I'll give it that. That's pretty big. But getting those rockets is time-consuming to begin with. So, But the thing is, Respawn, did you know that the PvE enemies have put in a little pink slip to say that they're having issues with the area of effect damage on Xenophage? Actually, I didn't even know that Xenophage was in the TWAB. I must have skipped over this entirely. So Xenophage yeah. only deals area of effect damage currently. And it causes issues with some enemies in PvE. So they're not changing the overall weapon much. But they are addressing that pesky PvE issue. Despite benefit from a solid ease of use, we felt that its damage could be a little bit higher. 
so we reduced it we reduced it and now we're going to make it better again so now deals roughly half of its damage as impact damage and the rest as detonation and the overall damage is increased by five percent so overall single target damage is increased or the aoe damage has increased overall damage the overall damage mm. <laughs> all of it <laughs> d all of the come above. on man uh, oh dear and when adjusting divinity they also looked at some bugs relating to it including cloud strike which was the exotic sniper rifle that did the lightning storm um it, apparently that lightning storm will now correctly activate when hitting the divinity's cage so that's a good buff i take it yeah sure. if you're using cloud strike and pve yeah you, you want the cloud strikes to come down to deal that extra damage absolutely that is that's what you want does anybody use it in pve ever in the history of well, the world people were using it in pve <laughs> in the deep stone crypt but it wasn't doing the extra damage people thought Until it was going to do. It didn't work. <laughs> because it wasn't proccing on the Divinity. Yeah. Mm. Now that it is proccing on Divinity, we could potentially see it more. You know? So we'll find saying out. Saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. And Respawn did hint at it earlier that there are, have been some exotic armor changes. So I think this is probably to do with the Glaives. The Worms God's Caress for the Titans is to reduce the maximum damage multiplier from 7.5 to 3.5. And the Winter's Goal for the, for the Gorlocks, for the Warlocks, reduces the maximum damage multiplier from 7.5 to 3.5. So, same change to both. Yeah. More than half. More than half the damage nerf. Wow. Yeah, but that, that's in PvE attacks. And those are things that could be that's what mattered wildly overpowered. <laughs> well, those are things that have been wildly overpowered in the past, so they're probably trying to avoid that in the future. And just to upset respawn, the Gulfraken Gifalcons, Hubber, <laughs> that one, that the Gulfraken, yes, Gulfraken Hubber, the Gifalcons, Falcon chess piece. Yeah. yeah, Falcon hit chess piece. Lewis's chess piece. Yeah. That's what we're calling it now. Bungie would like to let you know, Respawn, that they have a change coming with 6.3.0.1. And they have a sneak preview of the change that they believe that will address the balance concerning PvP while maintaining a clear identity in the void space. So, the PvP last thing. night, before you get upset, night. before before we get into last night, can I tell you what they're going to change? I know what they're going to change. Yeah, but other you, people does don't. Does everyone else? Everyone yeah. else doesn't know. Just because you want to explain the change, because this is why I'm talking about last night. Somebody called confused. Go on then. Go okay. on then. It says that this is going to have a rework, right? It says mm -hmm. you're going to gain volatile rounds when exiting invisibility. That's good. Mm -hmm. Some Instead titans of... out there who shall remain nameless, Micah, called me last night furious about how hunters not only get extra damage when coming out of invisibility, but now also get volatile rounds. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're replacing it. He goes, where did you see that at? I'm like, I don't. But if they say in the first sentence, this is going to address PvP complaints, I don't think they're going to buff it. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> call this the, the negative Nancy and me, but I'm pretty sure they're removing the 30% extra damage in lieu of these volatile rounds. Yes. So it, it would be handy if they said that, but yes, yes. I, I see I see Mike's concern that yeah, they that's not what at the moment saying. it does that, but yeah. 
Yeah. They're not saying that, but we're 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 assuming that because they said it's addressing complaints and the complaint being the 30% extra damage. But what they're also saying is that address balance concerns in PvP. But then the next line, it says when executing a finisher while invisible, this exotic will now give nearby allies a reserve overshield and give the wearer a temporary bonus to weapon damage. Now that's something that isn't in PvP. That is something in PvE. So again, Only. I think they need to kind of... When they're speaking about this, they need to make sure that they are 100% clear if we, we're replacing what you originally get with the volatile rounds. Otherwise, people like Micah and myself, I would still, I would say that, you know, you're gaining volatile rounds and getting that extra bonus damage, even though I know that that's not what Bungie are kind of saying, because right. even though they're not saying it. And then the next line, it should be like, this is a PvP, sorry, a PvE thing when um, executing a finish. Well, again, they don't know that. So this is why us hunters are upset, right? Because we don't know if this is a PvE and PvP change, right? So if in PvE, I've now lost the 30% damage and I only get volatile rounds, that sucks. Because volatile rounds just make an enemy explode if you shoot them enough, right? And that's not going to balance out the 30% extra damage we would get otherwise, right? So this is a straight-up nerf to the chess piece, with the exception that um, if we can get... Uh, uh, an assassination while invisible, then we get a damage buff, right? No, no, it's, it's under the buff section. I do, I, I'd like to argue with you, it's under the buff section. Mm. <laughs> mm. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm upset about this, out. but I'm reserving my everything. So what else how is it actually comes out. But if this is, this is, in my opinion, this is a straight up nerf. And you'll you know. never play PvP, so it doesn't really matter to you. I do play PvP. I've been playing PvE. No. I've I've recorded playing PvE this week, sir. No, I only because Micah made you. Mm. Still, it happened. But I can I can tell you things <laughs> that you can look forward to in the future, respawn and parody, because you're still here as well. Uh, a heavy yeah. weapon damage rebalance, tinkering with bringing some less effective options up while bringing some damage outliers down. What's the lightful DPS meta? Mysterious. Oh, a large rebalance of the airborne effectiveness stat. So again, we're still Removing messing it. about with the airborne effectiveness stat, Remove making it. primary ammo weapons significantly more accurate whilst airborne without any investment in the stat. Think Icarus level accuracy before season seventeen. Specifics are still in development. Hey, Some more tweaks. Sorry, what, mm -hmm. what should we do with the parody? Just remove it. Yes, and and, and then what? This is one of those like sunsetting. Maybe it was a good idea, but it's you're going to tweak it forever and it's never going to be where you want it to be. So just, just remove it or rethink it entirely. Not one person thinks this was a good idea except you, Bungie. Your, your, your fan base is against you. Even your Twitch streamers are against you. This was a bad this, idea. This is from someone who doesn't jump and doesn't care about the airborne effectiveness of anything at all. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, it's well, now. the problem is, even if you're walking downstairs in some of these maps, every time you walk off of a step, you incur airborne penalties, right? If you didn't know that, yeah, we did. It's not just when you jump, it's when you're not yeah. on any time that you're not right. on, the ground, on the ground, whether it's walking off of a step or walking downstairs or whatever, you incur airborne, uh, airborne penalties. So, yeah, it's much more than you think it is, guys. The only thing I'll say about the airborne effectiveness is you've taken a game, 
heralded for its gunplay and its gun feel. And then you've added, well, you know, we already have RNG bullets. Since the beginning of time, all your bullets are RNG. Random number. Maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. That's been a thing since the beginning of Destiny. Times and, goes now we're, yep. and, now we're t- and now we're taking the good gun feel and removing that by adding a stat that just says, well, your guns will feel good and they'll hit unless you're off the ground, in which case uh, they'll hit less well, which despite your intention is just going to feel like it's broken. It's just going to feel like it's not working like it should. And that in a first person shooter is not a thing you want. But they are going to tweak some new shotgun reticles. Again, oh we've already, we, we tweaked the reticles. We're going to tweak them Cones, again. But barrels. new shotgun reticles. Ooh. And a pass mm-hmm. adding subclass 3.0 verbs to several exotic weapons. And That's there are currently seven. Who knew? Mm. Seven. I'm shocked. I I'm love shocked. this first sentence, dude. It's the only funny thing they've ever said. <laughs> Avoid when you walked into a bar, but you probably didn't see them. Take it away, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> okay. We all, at least at one point or another in our lives, wish for the power of invisibility. With great power comes great responsibility. The PvP community has spoken and they've said, Y'all gotta do something about this invisibility against the Guardians. Here to chat about that exact topic is Sandbox designer Mike Humboldt. Hi, Mike. Mike says, Hi, everybody. With update 6.3.0.1 scheduled to be released the week of December 13th, we're moving up to change avoid invisibility to help reduce its power and high-level crucible activities. Full context, we feel it's necessary to provide some background information on how the radar in Destiny 2 works. The radar in Destiny 2 is divided into three range-defined sections. A close-range core, which covers a range of 0 to 6 meters that pings any time an enemy, invisible or not, is within its range. The mid-range pie wedges, covering the 6 to 24 meter range, and the gutter, or the outer ring of the radar, which starts at 24 meters and has a maximum search range of 64 meters. After update 6.3.0.1, when a player is invisible, their maximum, maximum radar range will be reduced to the 24 meter slice and they won't have access to the information in the gutter range until they are visible again. While 24 meters sounds like a long range on paper, our playtests show that the reduction in information availability has significant impact on how invisible players approach engagements and allows potential targets more chances to get the drop on an invisible aggressor. It also offers a way to reposition when they hear the audio cue for invisibility. We found this change has a minimal impact on invisibility's role in PvE. As always, we'll be keeping an eye out on this as it drops and monitoring feedback to adjust it further if needed. Basically, Bungie's saying, we hate hunters. We're nerfing your invisibility. Again. We're nerfing your Grafalcon. Again. And we're nerfing your one-two punch. And, And... for those of you out there that say, well, Titans punch too. Titans don't punch in endgame. Titans throw grenades. And Warlocks punch, when they punch, they definitely don't use one-two punch. So this is a specific hunter nerf. You can't change my mind. And so this is three ways 
Bungie has showed us that they hate their own creation. You might as well change the name to Frankenstein because it's what you keep doing to hunters. Stop nerfing us. Oh, are you not here for a good time though? Not, not if it's like this. This isn't a good time. Okay. However, I'm here for a good time. And maybe even a long time. Yeah, maybe. Guess what's happening for next season's artifact? Whilst we take on ferocious enemies and bake treats with Space Grandma. Yay! Yay! Sandbox design. Rodney Thompson's going to tell us we've got mods. We're going to have anti-champion mods. Bet you never saw that coming. Hand cannons, scout rifles, bows, pulse rifles, auto rifles, and submachine guns, as well as the return of your unstoppable grenade launcher. Ooh. Which thing is going to do which thing? You're going to have to find out on Tuesday because we're not going to tell you. Oh, no, Unless no, no, no. Bring up the unstoppable grenade launcher right when they nerf Galahorn. There's a, there's a new one, Lucent Finisher mod that returns, launcher. that returns ah. to help you generate some heavy ammo. So, you know, if you're doing a Lucent mm -hmm, Finisher, mm -hmm. you can you get some ammo. But they're also going to give some love to Stasis because who knew that was coming? Um, we've, yeah. we've done all the 3.0s uh, of everything else. We might as well give some love to Stasis while we're here. Just, just replace the Titan Super entirely. Just g give me a new one. That's it. That's my only, only request. The end. Oh, 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 oh. Also, they've given a new twist on an old favorite, including yeah. a version of Passive Guard that works with glaives and a reprisal mm. of Breach and Clear designed to interact with the Void 3.0 rework. Mm. And if you've forgotten all of what they did, like us, then. Um, but we'll wait until um, Tuesday to kind of find out more. Yeah. You should be on the lookout for artifact mods for chest and legs that grant bonuses to resilience and mobility, respectively. Nice. Also, a helmet mod that's to give you airborne effectiveness to the weapon you're wielding, which people will still be unhappy about. And a monochromatic maestro mod in the class item slot that will, will reward you generously for using weapons and subclasses that match their damage type. Even a mod aimed at solo players should be very useful in your legendary lost sectors with just the right role on that exotic you're looking for. Or if you're trying to do the Shattered Throne exotic, like or Shattered Throne dungeon, like Nineteen will be. Hmm. Uh, maybe I'll have to wait until I unlock all of that then. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. There you go. They give me another reason why I've got to kind of wait. Yep. So way yeah. back when, in August, that, that was a very long time ago now. I feel that it was only yesterday, August. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, it's December. And I'm feeling that it it should just be September because it's just gone so quick. But back in August, they opened the gates for Guardians to vote on which exotic weapon gets a shiny new ornament. Now, we all kind of went with the one that didn't have that many ornaments, but I say we all, the, the majority of the community went with the Arbalest because, you know, it's... Because it was going to get nerfed. Yeah. <laughs> so we have three designs and uh, they look really cool. They are in the TWAB. You'll have to go and look at them in the TWAB. Uh, one is historic. Looks very cool. Uh, the Black Armory. Looks like the Black Armory weapon. So if you've been around since we had the Black Armory, so it's the red and black effect on there. Really nice. And then we have the Synthwave, which looks like the splicer weapons that we had. Yeah, or the Synthwave data that you've got unlocked. Yes. There that. you go. 80s Neon Cyberpunk. Yep. Yeah. Telling which one that, which that's... one are you guys feeling? Are you feeling more black armory or synthwave? I was feeling black armory until I saw the synthwave. 
synthwave, but honestly, I don't think I've ever used the Arbalist, so D, none of the above. Okay. They're really? beautiful. Yeah. So for like champion activities? No. I, I, don't think I, touch I don't really oh. care. I've got auto rifles for that. Why would I ever use anything else? <laughs> because auto rifles are usually for one type, whereas Arbalest is strong against all shields without needing a mod. But okay, whatever. You do you. <laughs> so when you hear this podcast, there will be a special email coming out on December 5th. So this is normally around the same time that this podcast comes out alongside a highlight of your season 18 moments. So check those spam folders because some of the emails are having issues trying to get through. Um, and there is a resource in the twelve. If you click there, it will take you to kind of a workaround. So there you go. You can vote and it'll probably be like we've had previously. Click on the picture that you like. Don't click on the picture thinking you're going to scroll down. Click on the picture that you like of the weapon ornament. And then that will go straight through to Bungie and that goes, thank you for voting. And they will announce the winning ornament on December 15th, Twab, before they head Ooh. into 2023. Oh my God, yeah, For the love of God, if you don't like the if you don't like the color, don't click the picture. Don't <laughs> click it thinking it's going to expand. You get a better look at it. No, you click it, you voted for it. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to click on historic just to make people angry. No. <laughs> and again, they no. want to set the expectations up front that you won't likely see this design in Destiny 2 until season 21. So we are currently going to season 19. Season 20 <sighs> will be lightful in February, still penciled in for February. So we're we're looking at maybe April, maybe June, July. Yeah. There you Cause, go. Because you still have to like you know build it once you have a pretty picture. Got to model it, got to test it, got to slap it in the game. Got it, got it, and for, play test and for, it. And for a little extra treat, they said how one of the artists themselves, as we alluded to earlier, Stellar State Logic is the creator of these lovely designs and also the, the community focus for this week. So if you're interested, check out Bungie.net for more with that artist and the lovely Arbalist artwork. And if you, like us, were wondering, I could do with another version of the Sturm, which is an exotic hand cannon, that pairs very nicely with the Drang the, or the Drang Baroque. If you sign up for Prime Gaming Rewards this month, you can get a Sturm hand cannon and an ornament, the Symbiosis exotic weapon ornament for it. You can also get the Ram exotic sparrow and the Nothing Gold legendary ship. There you go. And for those of you that don't know, know the Drang is really powerful right now, that even next season is still going to be really good pairs with this strum hand cannon strum every kill um, you get every Sturm, kill you get Sturm and drink Sturm, not strum there's oh, no guitar involved Sturm, sorry <laughs> you may be strumming them but it definitely Sturm <laughs> either way them. i the, don't think you're using them right that hand that that sidearm buffs the hand cannon by a reloading its magazine and b giving it extra damaging shots after its magazine is full has the perk Storm and Stress, which is kills with Drang, reload this weapon, so it reloads the Sturm, and it overflows with a bonus damage round into the magazine, into your Sturm exotic hand cannon. And then if you're using your Drang, it does the reverse, and it does the, <laughs> I can't remember what it's, the Together, Together Forever perk. This weapon has a well-rounded adaptive grip, reliable and stable. Kills with this weapon, reload Sturm, and overflow the bonus round. And then when you reload, when you get a kill with uh sturm it reloads your drang so you never have to reload if you're using the pair basically so and the beauty of this is sturm is still a sidearm not a hand cannon so you can put your sidearm perks on and it will use on 
work on both your Sturm and your Drang, as they are both sidearms, not hand oh. cannons. What? No. And it's absolutely a hand cannon. Sturm is a hand then, cannon. Then why does it say Sturm exotic sidearm? That's a great question. Why does it say that? <laughs> what? Uh, Bungie. <laughs> Bungie. Oh? I, I want a Sturm exotic sidearm. Same. Definitely a uh, hand cannon. But for you PvP players mm -hmm. out there, uh, the unique thing about the Sturm hand cannon is these overflow mm -hmm. shots will allow you to two-tap guardians in PvP. So there you go. Maybe they're bringing it back as a sidearm. It's a sidearm now. It's a sidearm forever in my heart. It is now. Bungie say so. It is. Blob says it's a sidearm, so it's a sidearm. I don't care what you say. So, Parody, if I were a Stadia player, is there something that's in this twelve that tells me I have to go and do something? You mean the banner not, at the top? Not just the those... twelve, but but at the yeah at the top of the banner on every single page before January eighteenth, twenty twenty three. You need to enable cross save, or when Stadia goes, so does all of your Destiny things, and then you'll be sad. We don't want you to be sad. So go enable cross save if you've created your account on Stadia, and that's where you first played this game. If you first played it somewhere else and also play on Stadia. You can ignore it and move on with the life because everything is going to be fine. Nothing to worry about. What we're also going to get is a player support report because, you know, we've helped the Elixir rebuild a quarter, provide a solid start to a new home. And what's next? Um, ho hopefully bug fixes. Bug fixes is hopefully next. So we have update 6.3.0, which is going to come to us on December 6th, which is Tuesday. So at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Maintenance begins, 45 minutes later, game's brought offline, 15 minutes after that, the update rolls out to all the people in all the platforms and all the regions. And then an hour after that, hopefully, maintenance completes and uh, the game will be back online. And remember, while the game is offline, so too are all the APIs. That means all of your apps, all your dims, all your websites, all the cool resources we tell you about. Well, you have error message or messages saying, hey, the API is offline. You can't do things because we can't talk to Bungie while things are down. So that's when you catch up with all your podcast listening. And even though Parody said that technically the maintenance is going to be over, give it a couple of hours, guys, because we've seen so many of these for the last nine years. Even though the maintenance is over, you're still going to be having login issues. You're still going to be going into queues. You're still going to be getting kicked out of the game. Give the game a couple hours to sort itself out and then log in, please. And keep your tabs on, honestly, the best place to go, twitter.com slash Bungie help. They will tweet when, you know, things are down, things are not working, when they've acknowledged it and are working on it. That's a good place to keep tabs on if things are good, if things are bad, and also just, uh, you know, whatever community of people you follow for Destiny. They're usually talking about it too, going, hey, we're good, we're bad. Or just look at your friends list. Does any of those things say Destiny 2? If no, things are probably still broken. But we, what, what we would not want you to do is to break your last chance to get these rewards. Because at the end of the season, your rewards are going away. So if you've earned the following things, you need to get these in-game achievements by their deadlines between December 5th and 7th. So the Gift of the Gods... I'm sorry, and these are from the Bungie store. So you've done nothing in the game. You need to go to the Bungie store to buy the physical thing you earned in the game. So your Gift of the Thunder Gods t-shirt, your End Out Fly the Wolves pin, your Season of Plunder soundtrack, your 2022 King's Fall raid art print or pin, 
your Beacon's Guidance Hat, your Scallywag Seal Collectible Medallion Pin, or your Vidmaster Seal Collectible Medallion Pin. If you've earned them, you need to go buy them before the end of the season, which basically is before Tuesday, go do it, or you'll be very sad, and then you will not have them, and you will have done all that hard work and not have a physical thing to enjoy. Previous Season Pass and Vendor Rewards. There's a Previous Season Pass page at Bungie.net. There's a link here in the TWAB. So if there's things from Season of the Haunted you're missing and unclaim them, check all your characters. Maybe there's an exotic sitting there you haven't claimed, another copy of something, some some high stat armor. Maybe there's something good you can go pick up. There's a page there. You can go pull those into the game. Uh, as we transition into Season of the Redacted on December 6th, your previous season will be updated for Season of Plunder Rewards. So if there's anything from Season of the Haunted you're missing, do that before Tuesday. After Tuesday, that page changes to Season of Plunder. So if you miss anything from this season, you can pick that up then too. You also have a last call for destination materials. If you've missed it up to this point in earlier TWABs, starting in Season 19, these materials will no longer be obtainable in the following destinations. Your Dusklight Shards, Microphasic Datalitis, your Helium Filaments, Barium Bows, Spin Metal Leaves, and Glacial Star Wars are all leaving the game. You can no longer obtain them. Don't worry about them. Don't pick them up. They're going away. And they talked a much more um, about those changes in a previous 12. They have linked here in October 13th. So if you're going, what this is the first time hearing of it? Go back and listen to uh, Design Lead Josh tell you all about those. Again, Stadia characters, enable cross-save before January, or you'll be very sad. Stadia players who have linked their Bungie.net profiles, who do not have their Stadia characters set as their active cross-save, do not need to unlink their profile prior to the shutdown. An active Stadia account will automatically be removed from your profile after Stadia shuts down. And there's a single known issue we want to tell you about. Uh, they may not spawn, enemies may not spawn when entering the Chamber of Starlight Law Sector too quickly. That's it. Everything else is good. All the other issues have been fixed. Yes, respawn. So, you were talking about rewards. I don't know if I told y'all, my jacket finally came in. You did. It did. did. Congratulations. In September somewhere. Yeah. So, jacket finally came in after being God knows how many months late. And then it came in two sizes too small. (laughs) Perfect. Working as intended. Ugh. Well, this is where I'm going to tell you, fine, wonderful people, if you'd like to support, I won't say the good work we do here. Some days it's good, some days it's bad, some days it's just crazy amounts of work. If you'd like to support us and go, hey, um, we just want to love you and show our support for you, we have a place you can do that. You can go to patreon.com slash T-T-A-H, and you can join the fine ranks of our lovely patrons that help us make this show every single week, give us feedback, and uh, we have a top secret place for them to hang out and or maybe uh, you know putting some things in the end of the year, ask, asking you know asking them to uh, help inform our show as as the year goes on. So you know you have to stay tuned and see how that pans out. But what I can tell you is you cannot threaten Zep Orbit with a good time. Can't be done. It's simply impossible. Have you seen the ma- the most amazing Otter Dance troupe ever ever assembled? The Scarlet KM impeccably dressed. Star Vortiger, absolutely phenomenal technique. Dedicated Wham 64 and the T-Rex King, pure royalty. Never seen greater patrons in all the land. But watch out, because we have Carver over there, Carver 2782, We Noble, Golden God 1562, and basically NACL, basically Assault, throwing grenades. Piles of grenades, watch out, grenades are coming at you everywhere. And as we all seek Deacon's approval in life, 
PB Pipe, and Lord Master Chaos also seek Deacon's approval in Patreon. We thank you, each and every one of you. It just tickles us that anyone goes, we like what you do. Here's some dollars. Here's some here's some yen. Here's some pounds. Here's some euros to make that happen. Thank you. We really appreciate you. And uh, we're still, you know, we're still figuring all this out. As our Patreon says, most of this is because uh, we love you. You love us. We're going to figure out what to do with all this. So we appreciate you there as we get this figured out. And uh, yeah, do, do some more things for you lovely, lovely, lovely humans to support us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Your Titans repaired to Unite Demon. Your Hunter is no one response in real life. We have a lore guy. Maybe we'll see him in 2023. Who's to say? You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. We're on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We're also um, everywhere you want to be. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at two titans and a hunter. You know how a search box works. You type in two titans and a hunter. We're there. 98% of people find us on Spotify that way. A number I totally made up. Who knows what it is? Find all your favorite guardians dancing in the tower, trying out their best pirate voices. Maybe mourning the loss of our piratiness. We'll see what the next redacted season gives us. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast. Basically, everywhere you can get a podcast, we're there. And I mean everywhere. If you'd like to sit, hang out with us on YouTube, you can watch the show every single week, youtube.com, slash two titans and a hunter, or just go to two titans and a hunter.com to say, how can I find your show? Where else can I see you? And a reminder, Night Demon does stream on twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter every Wednesday morning. Early, early morning, 5 a.m. on the East Coast of the U.S., 10 a.m. if you're in London time and um, other time zones and other places. Go to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter. Hit that little bell. It'll tell you exactly when that happens. And our chaotic hunter respawns streams at twitch.tv slash no one respawns in real life on uh, usually Saturday mornings when the show is. But the show is also chaos. It could happen anytime. He also does D&D on Thursday nights if you want to hang out and watch him then. And if you're just saying... I enjoy your show, but I don't want to get into a committed relationship with you. I just want to say, yeah, maybe we'd like to buy you a coffee. Coffee.com slash two times and a hunter. Toss some things our way and, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're open to um, interesting challenges or ideas. Uh, you know, wrangling children through raids or dungeons or just, you know, having us do silly things. What's not to love? The holidays are coming. Who knows what we could, could get up to. And this is my final reminder. Pick up your seasonal seals and rewards. Pick up your season pass items. Go visit all your vendors, Shax, Zavala, Drifter, Save 14, Banshee 44. Everything sitting on them, all those lovely engrams, all those lovely rewards you've earned this season. Pick all those up, because on Tuesday, they are gone forever. And with that, any parting, parting words of advice you have to give our guardians after this long, long Spotify unwrapped chart topping episode this season? Just one small thing. There are three of us here on the show, objectively speaking. When you're making these requests, it doesn't always have to be respawn, do this, respawn, do that. Oh, it does. Just so y'all know, there are three of us here. No, I'm not the only one you got to mess with, all right? But isn't it more fun to do that, though? It is, uh, honestly, now. No. No. <laughs> no. It's more fun for me. I'm not saying it's more fun for respawn. <laughs> but Yes. You can make requests. I'm not saying we'll do all the requests, but I'm saying we're open to a bit of fun. Put your money where your mouth is, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. If there's money for it, then yeah, we probably will do it up to a certain point. You know, we're not going to go playing in traffic unless it's, you know, that's a big, that, that's a hidden Patreon tier. We're not going to tell you how much it costs. You just have to get. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs>